Quest Gaming Podcast presents Skyrim Off the Record. And welcome to Skyrim Off the Record for a very special episode 22.5. This is all because of an announcement that occurred yesterday, which would be Thursday. That announcement is the official announcement of Elder Scrolls Online, the Elder Scrolls <laughs> MMO. And today we were going to do a show last night, but we realized all we had was the official announcement of the name. Which was not much to go off of, not much for a show. But then they said they were going to announce all the goodies today. So we have been scouring the net all day today, picking up all the little morsels that we can come up for you guys. And we are about to deliver it to you one piece at a time. I'm warning everybody in advance, we do have some negative opinions, as well as positive opinions about this. So bear with us as we go through this and make it happen. I am Joe the Widget Wilson, and joining me, as always, my partner in crime, Mr. Ivarwin. Rah! Joe! Chat room! Dude. Dude! Totally, totally, totally stoked about this this whole thing. We've you realize been... we are doing two Skyrim author records in one week? Yeah, but it feels good. <laughs> Doesn't it? <laughs> I feel like I'm soaking myself in Nordness. <laughs> I, I don't think I'd actually cool. want to admit that. Yeah, that's bad. The other <laughs> voice is Mr. <laughs> David, not so crap audio. I like to give Joe hell, Adams. I do enjoy giving you hell. I really do. Hey, everybody in the chat. Hey, everybody, listen to Skyrim off the record. This is going to be an, a very fun episode because me and Joe are going to have a lot of fights. <laughs> ding, ding, glows are off. Um, Lou could not <laughs> make it tonight. He had a family emergency he had to take care of as far as i'm i am aware everything is okay now mm-hmm. so should be um, yeah he cannot make it tonight our love goes out to him however we did fill his spot with two other people you guys may have heard him on star wars off the record for episode number 10 he filled in for lou and did a phenomenal job with lore and some really interesting outtakes mr rob bauer <laughs> what's going on guys Rob Rob, Rob Rob the <laughs> lore apprentice <laughs> the lore apprentice <laughs> and coming in last but not least the gentleman you may have been reading his work all over skyrimauthorecord.com are I don't know how to put him let me see here the quest keeping network's very own reporter Mr. Joseph Bradford hey! Hey! Everybody. <laughs> How's y'all's doing tonight? We're doing totally great. Awesome. And we got a big yeah. show. We have a five-person roundtable going into this because we wanted 
okay, I'm going to lay it out straight for you guys. When this news hit this morning, um, it's been a very, very mixed reaction in the Elder Scrolls community. Um, some people absolutely hate this. Some people love it. Some people are very caught in between. So it's a very, very controversial um, topic right now. It's actually hit number one in Twitter's number hot topics today. Oh, yeah. Thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people have been talking about this. Um, so we wanted to get five points of view. Last night when I told Rob we were doing this, epi- this, this episode, he begged me to be on it. That's why he's here. <laughs> no, begging job, is Ron. such a strong word. <laughs> sure, you were, you were groveling. Dave Adams um, threatened my life if he wasn't on this episode. So I did, just because I'm needy. I needed to be cuddled and get my point across mostly. And I just can't. I, I can't do Skymouth record without having my Varwin. So but, I got dragged into this. I don't really want to be here. No, it's bullets. <laughs> I'm totally excited about being here. I totally, totally excited about being here. Joe said, "When when the when the news dropped, okay, all of a sudden it was the the heavens parted, and Bethesda said, and lo, there shall be the Elder Scrolls Online.' I was like, oh my god! <laughs> Joe was like, dude, we're totally doing a point five show. I was like, oh my god!" <laughs> And if Arwen's face melts. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was at, and I was at work too, and like everyone was staring at me like, what's wrong with this guy? I'm like, ah! You should have seen like, it. Like, at the mouth, having a seizure, just you know, like, Barwin, on the like, floor. Barwin, like, sent us messages of him actually finding out. He's like, dressed in full uniform, throwing his arms up in the air, waving them side to side. Well, I know. I know that when I found out, I was like freaking out, just absolutely going crazy. And I sit there and message both of Arwen and Joe, and I'm just like, dude, you got to check this out. It just came out. It's like, bro, I released that like so five minutes ago. <laughs> that was so 45 seconds ago with my new 4G LTE cell phone. I was sitting down at my desk getting ready to do the usual show stuff, the network stuff that I normally do when I'm off in the morning. Mm-hmm. And I just opened up Twitter and I saw that and I just stopped everything I was doing. <laughs> I was like, justification has come. <laughs> the mouse drops. The jaw drops. <laughs> the Red Bull falls off the we desk. We were right! George <laughs> no, peeks his head up from a pillow. He's like, <laughs> Fred pops out. Huh? Uh, <laughs> the, uh, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. When I found out, I, I actually was at work when all this thing when all this went down and I drive for a living, so I don't have interwebs in my car. So I come home to an email from the news director at Middle Earth News saying, uh, could you write this up 14 hours ago? <laughs> and I'm like, these yeah. guys are going to fire me now. <laughs> I missed it. Um, what happened was I, I literally, I caught the tweet probably about 10 minutes after it had been, it had been pushed out to the public and I, I was scrolling through my Twitter because I was bored. And I was like, ah, oh, what's going on? I was like, whoa, that's important. <laughs> I just stopped. I was like, no, hold on. Let me, let me read this one more time. No, that's really happening. The Elder Scrolls Online has been announced. I'm like, I really need to jump all over this, like, immediately. <laughs> I got to tell you guys a story really quick. We have yeah. um, a fan in Japan, okay, who Twittered us about three days prior to the announcement. Now, we love this guy. I've been having fun with him back and forth ever since this, but <laughs> what happened is that he, he Twitter us saying, I'm sorry guys, but they're not going to do Elder Scrolls off on online. They're just not going to do it. You're wrong. 
they're going to do Fallout Online. And then as soon as I found out this news, the very first thing I did, normally I would go right to Avarwin on the phone yelling and screaming hurrah. I went and Twitter this guy. Oh, yeah? <laughs> okay, wow. he's in Japan, right? See? So he didn't get my Twitter until a lot later in the day. See, he woke up when it was late at night for us. So he got on Twitter and without even seeing the news about the renouncement, came on and said, no, no, no. See, the only, the only sources that are saying besides you guys that there's going to be an Elder Scrolls MMO is this little site and this little site. So it's just not going to happen. I was like, dude, where have you been? <laughs> <laughs> I got literally two minutes later a tweet from this guy saying, now inserting foot to mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and we've been I'm BSing actually, back and forth ever, ever I, since then. I'm actually sad because I, I was t- telling Joe that I was really looking forward to a uh, Fallout MMO. I think that would be awesome. But I, I am excited about the Elder Scrolls. You know, it's it's my silver medal. Now, we brought Mr. <laughs> Bradford on tonight because, for one, he's an awesome guy. But for two, he has been reporting on this stuff all day today. So he is very much in touch with what's going on with these announcements. So I, his perspective, I think, will be a very a useful perspective in this. So, gentlemen. I'll try. We have... Ah, oh, you'll be fine. A couple little tidbits. This is actually being developed by Zenimax Online Studios. It's in yes. partner with Bethesda, so they're actually doing the, the majority of the work. They have a massive team working on this. I believe it's 350 or 250 people. That's where it needs to be. What was that, Joseph? It's uh, 250. Say 250. Yeah, I saw This is actually Zenimax's first game. They were formed in 2007, and this project started shortly thereafter. The studio mm. general manager is Matt, I can't ever pronounce his, his last name, uh, Furore. Fjord. Fjord? Yeah, um, His claim to fame is he was the producer of Dark Age of Camelot. Now, the creative director on this project is Paul Sage. And on this subject, he quoted, It needs to be comfortable for people who are coming in from a typical MMO game that has the same control mechanism. But it also has to appeal to Skyrim players. You want to hit those touchstones, but more importantly than that, you've got to create an experience that is unique and fun. Now, there's two, two comments I want to make on this statement. One, the first part of his statement was, we are trying to be WoW. Two, we also want to make it enough like Skyrim to where it's not too much like WoW. Well, Joe, um, I, I hear that, and I, I'm reading what this guy is saying, and I'm thinking about what we said on the, the three-episode uh, you know, rant that we had. That's not a rant, but the, the three-episode series that we had regarding building the MMO, Storming building session. Skyrim. Yeah, and you know, I know what we said. We wanted to keep the gameplay just like Skyrim, you know, where it's, it's mainly first-person and you can zoom out to third-person. I, I see what he says here about, about wanting that, that MMO experience to feel comfortable to general MMO, typical MMO players. Um, you know, I don't, I, I this is, uh, I gotta say, like, this is probably the one thing that, you know, I, I, I see as, as something I would have done differently. Yeah, I yeah. have to agree with you definitely on that, Barwin. I know um, what he's trying to do, but this is one major, major point I want to make to everybody right now. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm not trying to be mean or anything like that, but what they're trying to do is appease the 7 million players that are currently in MMO market. 7 to 10 million. Yeah. What they're yeah. forgetting about entirely is the hundred million Elder Scrolls fans. 
Yeah. They don't need to be catering to that 10 million. They need to be catering to the 100 million. Well, let me let me also just just interject with this as well and say that I don't think it's this automatically translates to this is bad. I'm just saying that if I were if I were doing, you know, if I were building this MMO, I would have kept it with with what we know from Morrowind, Oblivion and Skyrim um and and done that sort of playstyle. Just because it's, you know, completely in third person doesn't necessarily equate to terrible and awful. That's not what I'm trying to say at all. I'm just saying, you know, we're Skyrim players and, you know, the, the Elder Scrolls players are used to certain things and, and we would like to have that. Because it's kind of like a, it's almost like a, a fingerprint in the series, if you will, to have that that first person perspective be the main the main thing. and. Yeah, I would say. Well, would and, and and something to keep in mind as well is, uh, the Elder Scrolls series is one of the few games that effectively pull off a decent first person and third person playstyle. Uh, there's not a whole lot of MMOs out there that even have a have a first person style. I can tell you from experience. I really only play Lord of the Rings Online. I've been playing it for five years and just found out about the first person uh, like three months ago. Mm. So. <laughs> uh, it, it, I think it just comes down to the fact that you know the type of playstyle it is. I agree. They should really try to make it more viable to where you can switch seamlessly between the two and don't notice a playstyle difference. But in keeping with the the you know MMO feel, and this is one of the things that one of the authors on Kotaku was talking about this morning as well. Uh, yeah. That was their biggest gripe was the lack of a first person. It 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 points out that it it doesn't say that there even is going to be one. It only mentions third person. And the, from things I read, I, they did say they are not going to do first person. See, that and and just, that's not that's Elder Scrolls wrong. to me. Yeah. So, I mean, it's absolutely. I do have one more point I want to make. If you hold with me here, guys, for a second. Yeah. The reason I don't know about you guys, but I haven't been playing. I haven't played World of Warcraft in every year, or any games that are similar to it because they don't hold my interest. Why? Because I've been playing that same old hat for eight years. I want something new. And that's what I was hoping this is from. Because could, what, yeah, that's why, yeah, why exactly. was Skyrim so popular? Because it's different. Yeah, it's I completely different. agree. Why would you, even if it wasn't? Oh, this isn't a WoW clone because it has this, this, and this. Well, from what I'm hearing, they're they're wanting it to be a just like a typical MMO game. If I wanted to play a typical MMO game, and I was already one of the the millions of people playing WoW. Why would I leave for a WoW clone when I'm already playing WoW? That doesn't well, make sense. Let's also let's also keep in mind that in it is also common in MMOs to have zoomable first person and third person as well. Yeah. The but game is meant real, no one ever plays first person. Precisely. No. Precisely. I, I think the developers are just scared, honestly, to to sit there and and play so much money. You know, so much yeah. resources and time and, into an MMO that's different, well, and for it to completely fail. See, what they're trying they're, to do they're is all... they're they're trying to go for the safe bet by looking at World of Warcraft. Oh, they have yeah. all these millions of players. What they're forgetting is that World of Warcraft is losing a lot yeah. of players every single quarter because people yeah. are getting tired of that hat. What they're yeah. also not looking at is all the clones that came out after WoW that tried to copy WoW in playstyle have been systematically failing. Because people who want to play that style are just gonna go back to the game they're used to anyway. Well, let's let's also let's also start to start to move on to the fact that even though there are some things that are that are gonna be in this game that are you know staples 
in the MMO genre, which feel like they're stagnating at this point. There are there are new things coming to this game that we've looked over that we haven't seen before either. You've taken all my right. fun again, sir. I was going to say, but, <laughs> however, there are oh, some awesome sorry. things that they are planning on doing. You know, I, I really hope that whatever they're including extra in this game is enough to break it away from the pack and make it feel like it's not just a WoW clone. That would yeah. really make my day just to see that. I agree. Well, let's let's hope. I've, they, I'm just going to tell you from all the stuff I've read today, I've seen World of Warcraft mentioned way too many times for it not to start to feel like that. Um, well, I shouldn't see one of the first quotes from people being, we, we want to kind of look at WoW. Well, yes, we understand that because WoW is the most successful game of the genre. But, you know, for all the same reasons we've already rehashed, uh, we kind of want to move away from that. So hopefully, given the fact that it's not going to be coming out for another year, they have enough time to to kind of listen to all of this stuff and say, hmm, these are our consumers. These are what they're talking about. How can we try to cater to them and make these changes within the year before the game releases? Precisely. And we and still that's, have that's a year thing. and a half away to go, guys. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So that there's hope. There is a lot of hope for this game, and we are going to be covering it every step of the way, guys. That is our promise to our audience. We are Elder Scrolls fans, so we have a lot of high hopes, and we're going to talk about it as much as possible. And, and if we have a, a voice and an open voice to the community, to let the community have their voice, so hopefully Zenimax and Bethesda will listen and understand what we want and understand what we expect from an Elder Scrolls game. We're the fans that are going to buy this game. Not the World of Warcraft players, the Elder Scrolls fans. And there's a lot of us. We're the ones that are going to be ecstatic and, and sucking on every bit of information that comes out of the proverbial teeth. <laughs> like leeches. <laughs> leeches. <laughs> om nom nom. So on that note, guys, why don't we get into some details and we'll just yes. go through point to point and talk about each point as we go through them. Some of them we might go into detail, others we might just skim over. But the first point of interest is that it is, they have said, it's going to be coming out in fall of 2013, so I am expecting to see a beta as early as next summer. Well, hang on, Joe. You know this is a Skyrim episode. You have to officially call this the meat and potatoes. (laughs) Oh, you're right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Gentlemen... Let's get into the meat and potatoes. Yay! <laughs> Yay! All right, so let's gravy. see this an official Skyrim show now. So. All right, coming in fall 2003, possible beta summer next year. All right, we're caught up again. Yay. <laughs> uh, hey. Yeah. Now, I think this is a reasonable amount of time from when they officially announced that it is you know, in the works and enough to give details to when they believe that it will be done. I think fall of of 2013 is an excellent date because that's also going to give enough time for Skyrim to go through its paces even after receiving oh, yeah. DLC. This- I oh, expect totally. to get at least five five uh, DLC packs before this happens. Come on, Bethesda. You know we want it. <laughs> we'll lap it thing, up like a eager dog. The <laughs> other good thing to remember is that Bethesda Softworks is pushing out the Skyrim content and... ZeniMax Media Online is a totally different studio owned by the same company, but totally different studio, and they're doing this sucker. Mm-hmm. So eh, it's good and bad. It, it it could it's good, it's good, but it could be it could be bad at the same time. Am, as far as like, are they talking to each other and 
Yeah, I'm sure they are. Yeah. Um, I'm sure Bethesda, yeah. it's, it's, this is Bethesda's IP. This is their intellectual property. They're going to want it presented in a good way. Yeah. They're not going to let these guys have free reign and just completely screw up the story and, and make everything, you know, janky. They're going to well, want it to fit with well, the Elder Scrolls world. The, isn't it true now that they've been they've been working on Skyrim the the MMO now for about two years? Isn't that correct? More, right, Joseph? Uh, right. A few years actually. It it announced yeah. you know first in two thousand seven. So, so so they've obviously been working closely with these guys. It's they've been about been five years closely. of development. Right. Yeah. So they have to been they have, would have had to been working with you know closely with the Skyrim team to make sure that you know they're hitting the key points of the storyline, making sure that you know they're they're correctly um, correctly telling the story uh, just just like the way that Paul Sage mentioned making sure that they're hitting those touchstones but you know it goes back to it. it's it's an MMO and the game mechanics if it's just going to be another wow like Dave said nobody's going to leave wow you know the a community like that you know just for another wow game that that's just going to fail systematically, like Joe was mentioning. I, well, that's I, why they're also saying that they want to. They want to make it. It's got to be different and unique and fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, you, every every MMO is going to tell you that. Honestly, uh, you know, guys, whether it be Aeon, gonna, I am I fully. Say that. You know, Zenimax needs this project to go off big. They're yeah. a new studio. Their people are their their investors are investing in this idea of this project. And you know what? I'm rooting for them in a big way. Oh, and yeah. I, I vow lie, to yeah. all the listeners to bug Paul Sage until he's blue in the face until he finally agrees to come on the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll get on that. I'll see what I can do. You're the man. That would be awesome. Um, the second thing that they announced was that it's going to be fully voice acted. If they wouldn't do this, I would just shut down the show right now and say we're done. That is... That's awesome that they they got back the four Nord voices. I was thinking the same. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Get your Nord voice on. Get your Nord voice. That same Oscar winning old dude is coming back. <laughs> yeah. You know that they're gonna have the Khajiit voice. Now I kind of color coded these notes based on what I thought was a good point or a bad point. The next one I consider to be kind of a bad point because they said it's going to be in third-person perspective. And some of the other side notes I saw said from other re- re- you know reports that it's not going to be first-person enabled. So, I mean, again, that, that goes into the whole traditional uh, MMO play style and not the Elder Scrolls play style because Elder Scrolls is very much known for their first-person play and that, tra- that transition that goes easily and smoothly between third and first-person. Now, the thing that, that I would kind of interject here is there may be a practical reason for that as much as we complain about the fact that there won't be one and i think it has a lot to do with the type of combat system which i'm sure we'll get into greater detail later but just imagine the typical mmo combat system with first person what are your arms going to (laughs) do you're not swinging swords you're not you know you're not controlling the actual movements of your character if you're using hotkeys and and, uh, you know, hot bars and such. So what kind of animations could they really do that would be feasible that makes it more immersive uh, with the first person? So I, you can kind of see both points of view. Um, personally, I, I think that they should try, but that's just the Elder Scrolls fan who's been playing since, you know, Daggerfall yeah. in me. Yeah, that's uh, just... Wanting to see That this. was just the Elder Scrolls in me, the the fan. I'm not, yeah, you know, I'm not, I'm not a long-time Elder Scrolls fan. I'm more of a last six months Elder Scrolls fan, but... I've caught up in all the previous stories and all the previous plays, and 
and now I, I'm, I feel like I'm a veteran, even though I'm I technically not, even though I am a, a big time Skyrim player nonstop. But anyway, well, the other thing I'd like to I'd like to throw out is even when I play Skyrim, and you'll see this on on some of my videos that I that I've been throwing on on YouTube. I typically combat in third person perspective. I search in first person. That's because you're weird. Every done. Because yeah. <laughs> well, no, I I, I did the same thing. The reason why I do that is because I feel like when I'm in first person, I can really pay attention to detail. So mm-hmm. it, it makes searching really easy for me. Now, Joe, you'll um, Joseph, you'll agree when 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 I say uh, that when I come out in, into third person, I'm in and I'm in combat. I feel. Like I have proper situational awareness. Like every, like I can now view everything going on around me within within a reasonable radius. Oh yeah, totally. Um, so I mean, for for me, I it only really play on the in system third. too. I I only ever play in third person. Like even in Skyrim, I only play in third person. I think the and, only time that I ever play in first person would be when I'm using like a bow or something. When I need that yeah, narrowed that's vision. That's the only time I ever go into first person is when I'm trying to shoot somebody. Okay, maybe I'm the weird with one. A bow. <laughs> yes, you are the weird one, jerk. Well, well I, didn't, I didn't start using the third person until Skyrim. With Oblivion and Morrowind, I used nothing but first person. But for me, I started using the third person when I started playing it on the PC. And I think it, it for me, it just made my screen look better. You know, When I'm on my Xbox, though, playing it, I switch between, just kind of like Ivarwin just said. Uh, when you're in combat, unless I'm using a bow, it gives you much more awareness of what's going on around you. But at the same time, it's not as, you know immersive because you're not getting the kind of perspective as if you were really there standing there right by yourself you know watching your two arms you know flail around as you try to fight off your enemies um so you can see both perspectives again i i think it a lot i think a lot of the decision really depended on the the type of combat system and how different it's going to be i think i think their choice to go to third person reflects the fact that there's going to be a lot of action a lot of fighting a lot of combat in the game a lot a big emphasis on combat versus a large emphasis on searching and puzzle solving which i'm sure it'll be in the game too but it's probably you know what guys if we're taking this much time just to talk about third-person perspective, yeah, this is going to be a long, <laughs> long show. Wow. Uh, going to be here at 5 a.m. Zenimax, I hope you're really listening because one of the big things about the Elder Scrolls games and Bethesda games that's been very, very, very popular is modding. Open the API off the bat and let us mod the game. Regulate Wolf. it, but let us mod the game. If Todd Howard's got anything to say about it, that's exactly what's going to happen from day one. Go, buddy, go. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely going to be a key thing. Another thing that other MMOs have been failing is give us a looking for group tool. If you're going to play the game this way, give us something like that to get together easily. Um, the next point on the list is crafting alchemy and soul stones will exist in an unrevealed form. Dun dun dun. What are they going to do? Dun, dun, dun. How is it going to be? You mean as <clears throat> items? No, the whole system of how is it going to be in crafting and alchemy. Um, I'm still very much hoping they do a system similar to EverQuest 2, where it becomes a game in itself. I think Lou would totally agree on that, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. I'm looking for this, and now I read read a little thing that says that everything in the world is interactable. If you're able to interact with everything in the world, then I'm I'm expecting big things out of crafting alchemy and, and soulstone usage. Definitely. It's going to have to be a big part of the game because of how 
crafting is a big part of what Elder Scrolls is when you play the games. I mean, every time you go into a place, a play of like Skyrim, you gotta have some kind of trade skill going on. But I want to see right. it very, very. I want to see it like a game in itself. Really do. Not just a yeah, typical, like a little mini game. Yeah, not like the dumbed down system of World of Warcraft. I well, like dumbed is, down systems. This is an and, area where I I think that a lot of MMOs kind of fall flat on their face. Though they kind of put it together because it's supposed to be in an MMO game, but I don't think that a whole lot of them spend enough time on this system to make it one of the best parts of playing the game. You know, yeah. who wouldn't want to make their best? When best I played EverQuest Two, that uh, that crafting system took up fifty five percent of my time. And I, that's what kept me in the game for as long as it did. Well, as a reference, I mean, I, I play EVE Online at the moment um, actively. And, um, you know, crafting, you know, in, in EVE Online, you, you know, that's manufacturing. You're basically manufacturing everything. And, and that's how the economy is driven in EVE Online. It's not driven by the NPCs. It's not driven by, you know, the, the shops or the, or the drops that you get from mobs. It, it's by the, the, the people. The, it's driven by the players. The whole economy is driven by that. And if if Skyrim's going to give a shot at doing an MMO, it has to focus on not only just the combat, you know, and, and even going between that, you know, the PvP and the PvE, but it needs to focus on the other side, the side that's more passive, the the, the crafters, the alchemists, um, you know, the people that are, are creating this economy. And to, if they would if they could do something like that, if they could inject that type of economy, that active economy that's driven by the players into the game itself, I think it would make it hugely successful. One of the and, things... And, I agree with you 100%, Rob. Yeah. 100%. One of the things that they should do is do a split. Um, that's what EverQuest, did, EverQuest 2 did, is the fact that you had your adventuring level, you had your trade skill level. So I was a level 32 assassin... 46 woodcrafter get what i'm going with that yeah absolutely so if you wanted to be at crafting in game where you can do all these amazing things with the crafting and and be a a tycoon and never set foot and kill a thing and given that option that's what you want to do that makes perfect sense for people yeah and it could it's it becomes viable as well yeah, it, and you know it. It yeah, absolutely. It becomes it becomes a, a very viable option for people to use something like that. And it and and to use that type of system, just like EverQuest would, it would reflect just like the way the Skyrim works right now, as you, far as you know, having that level. The, if you can imagine how in detail they could get with crafting. For instance, you have this master woodcrafter who has done nothing but woodcrafting, and he's he's like level fifty woodcrafter, and the only way to get around to certain islands is with a ship, but. No NPCs sell you ships. No NPCs will take you anywhere. A crafter has to build this ship. Exactly. But the woodcrafter has to have a high-level steelsmith with him or a blacksmith to help make the parts for it. And this this project is like kind of like a raid, if you will. You have to have all these crafters pulling together to make this awesome huge ship to sell or transport people to you know pay, have people pay to, to transport from here to here. And it could take them weeks to build this amazing thing. That <laughs> sounds just like Eve. <laughs> yeah, well, just like Eve Online. <laughs> that's the kind of thing that I think would add a whole new element to the game. That would be absolutely brilliant. But um, yeah, yeah, before we and, go, and in- that that would, 
that would go that would go along with just exactly like what they're in in the points that we're going to touch on later is that they're trying to get this kind of cooperation with the players it's, it's not just with you know with uh with crafting but also with combat too and and if they could actively do that with both the combat and the economy i mean that would that would cohesively work together with everything that they're wanting to bring out in the game yeah <clears throat> all right the next point of interest if you guys have nothing else to say now go on. Can I can I just mention that that when you were just describing that Joe, I had the uh, image in my mind of my old Age of Empires days when I took every available villager to make my wonder, <laughs> no matter what other resources I needed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I, I used to be a game designer, so my brain constantly is like, "What if? What if they did this? What if they did that?" Next hmm. point of interest is the game uses hot a hot bar to activate skills like other traditional MMOs. Um, when I first saw this, this was a huge turnoff for me. Yeah, I. It took away what Skyrim and Oblivion and the other Elder Scrolls is. It's just basically ripping off that that Skyrim, uh, you know, UI that we're used to. You know, being able to select the spells that we want to on either hand, and just putting over it a dumb WoW version. I mean, that's exactly what they're doing here, and it's it's depressing because they say they want to make a compelling MMO that's new that's something that's that that has awesome mechanics and that hits these key points but what they're forgetting is that they're going to start losing that that those key traits that make it Skyrim when they say it needs to be comfortable for people who are coming to a typical MMO game that that's basically they're appealing directly to these these WoW players and they're losing the Skyrim players immediately uh, immediately well, well, one thing to... I'm sorry, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead, Joseph. I'm sorry. Well, I was just going to say, one thing you remember from reading the uh, Game Informer article, if you've read it, um, they did make sure to mention that it's a limited hotbar, so you do have to be very selective on the skills that you use. So there are more... There is a little bit more strategy than just, you know, okay, I have my quick shot set to one and my, you know, <laughs> swift shot set to two. A little bit more strategy involved in than, you know, the normal MMO-style yeah. hotbar. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that it's exactly the way Avarwan said it a few episodes ago. You know, one, two, three, four. Okay, tag this guy. Four, five. Okay, that guy. Tag four, five. You know, <laughs> you just basically press button and it becomes a button mashing game and it's not oh, yeah. strategy at all. However, there are things about this hotbar that we're going to get into in a little bit that I find very entertaining that could add an element to it that might be better. Because how they're doing it is kind of a cross between the Skyrim way of playing, and the traditional MMO playing. And I'll explain that in a little bit. Um, the next thing that they're talking about is graphic style is dumbed down compared to Skyrim. Art style is more along the lines of Rift and EverQuest 2. Now, this is a negative point, yeah, because I love the immersive world of Skyrim. However, it makes sense to me that they're doing this because if you did that type of Skyrim graphics on an MMO level, it would kill the server. Yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. agree with this. I agree. I, I think this is one of those things where, you know, technology capability is just simply limiting limiting art. Um, if we if if they felt that they were able to to put out a graphic style that is as high quality as what we have right now in Skyrim and make that work um, in a in a massive multiplayer environment, then they would do that. Mm-hmm. To to see, and I, I saw some of the screenshots that were you know presented in the in the uh, the leaked Game Informer article, leaked quote unquote, yeah, quote unquote, yeah. Leaked. <laughs> um, and I I thought 
highly detailed and gorgeous considering it's an MMO. Considering. Mm-hmm. Even I, yeah, I thought it was better looking. That's early. This is a year and a half away still. Right. This isn't going to be the finalized graphic look. I'm, it's actually, yeah, at first at first thought, when you're so used to Skyrim, you're like, oh, really? This is it? Um, and then you go in and you really think about it. Well, for an MMO, this is actually very pretty. If you compare it to Wild World of Warcraft or even the most recent, you know, Star Wars The Old Republic, it's beautiful. Yeah. And if it works well, I mean, I can. it has that look of Skyrim to me. It has that Elder Scrolls look, just not as beautiful as the current. Now, it's more like Oblivion or Morrowind, but it's more clean, if you get what I'm saying. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of Kingdom of Amalur. If you guys have seen the screens for that or played that, that was the first thing I thought of. No, I haven't. I haven't seen mm-hmm. that. I'd also like to just throw this out there because this is an idea that was just floating around in my head. I don't think, I don't think an Elder Scrolls, the Elder Scrolls Online equates to no more Elder Scrolls single player games. I think even with the Elder Scrolls Online, we're going to see Bethesda push out the Elder Scrolls Six and Seven. Um, I I just want to throw that out there because I'm sure a lot of the listeners have that question in their head. Or eventually we'll have that question in their head. You know, gee, I'd rather play a single-player game than this, and now I'm not going to be... Now they're not going to support my, my needs and wants. I don't think that's going to occur, to be honest. Well, that might explain the All two right. different studios doing it. Precisely. All right, let's push through a couple more of these pretty quick. Mm-hmm. we still got a long way to go. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. There will be a Daedric Prince. Malag Ball is going to be the primary an- antagonist. That'll be fun. That'll <laughs> be you a know lot him of from fun. I love him in the. Town. <laughs> yeah, in the Skyrim, he has a, his own little Daedric. He's the haunted house one. He's yes. cool. Yeah, <laughs> I look forward to it. Oh, it's so much fun. Oh, you've got to. It's creepy. It's actually creepy. It's cool. Yeah. Um, his, his fear of in, of influence extends to the dream world and the nightmares of mortals. That could be awesome. And along with some unnamed others. So they're, they're planning on bringing in the Daedric. So I think our first assumption on the last episode... Well... That was for the DLC, never mind. But uh, I'm getting confused. I, I, <laughs> think, it, I think it's lately. cool. Yeah, it's been so much news. It's got my head exploding almost, like on the verge. Yeah. Um, tons of towns ranging from Imperial City, Windhelm, Daggerfall, Sentinel, um, Mornhold, Ebonheart, Elden Root, Stormhelm, Evermore, Riften, and a lot more. That sounds sexy. Yeah, this is one of those things where if they didn't include exactly that, it would have been ludicrous. And uh, you know, they, obviously they included it and felt the same way. That so, uh, I'm I'm glad I'm glad this is they're saying it right now because now that we know that they wanted to go with a a a Warcraft type uh, feel to the gameplay, now everyone's wondering. Where's my Elder Scrolls in all of this? Because this doesn't look like an Elder Scrolls game. This looks like a, an M- a Warcraft WoW, you know, a WoW MMO clone. So now we're starting to feel some of that that Elder Scrolls come out, and and this is this is a big move toward that. Now, one of the things I want to mention to people is that if this is going to be set, I believe they said a thousand years prior. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the cities that exist in current iterations of the game will not exist a thousand years ago. Like um, Solitude, for instance. Yeah, I heard about oldest... uh, Winterhold not having the college built. Well, it, basically it's... That's, they're going to put that kind of in an expansion. We'll get into that in a yeah. second, too. <laughs> they did mention a lot about that in, in it coming out as an expansion. 
probably the building of the college or Ooh. the first opening, being the first students. You never know. That, that would be, be cool. Really, really that cool. would be a lot of fun. Mm. See, when I think about like, okay, there's a lot. There's a few things about this game that really disappoint me. But when I start thinking about the lore of everything in the past and how things came to be, I get excited. I don't care. I want to play it anyway. <laughs> that's, that's oh, without a doubt. Me. Yeah, without a doubt. And then when you look at, I mean. I know that the two oldest cities in Skyrim right now were Riften and Windhelm. So those are going to be there. Yeah. And I look forward to seeing the early versions of those. And um, I know that Skyrim team wanted to put a special throne in Windhelm, but could not. I'm wondering if that might be in there in the MMO. Maybe. It, it depends. It depends if they were able to, to make it work. I mean, the, uh, the, the throne that they had originally planned for was just they couldn't they couldn't render it. Yeah. Mm. Well, and since the graphics are going to be simplified, I guess is what you would say, considering how photorealistic Skyrim is, they shouldn't have that issue anymore, putting it in there. Yeah. The other thing um, that 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 you should also mention here is that the topography from previous Elder Scrolls cities, like the Imperial City in, in Oblivion, they're using the same topography from that game in this, so it's going to be very familiar if you played the other games. Oh well, that's good. I think that's also um, necessary. Oh yeah, yeah. They're, 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 they've, I've, I've seen different quotes where they're saying that they're going to stay true to the layout, but you also got to remember it's not going to be exact because it is a thousand years right, prior, right? And things happen. The the, the landscape changes, so it's going to be really cool to see those changes. And you know what's going to be awesome to me is like that whole um, the Mage College thing, seeing how that came to be. You know, we're in Skyrim. We're seeing how it at its fall. You know, when it's losing interest, nor it's hated, it's 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 shunned. I want to see how it began. I want to. I want to see it in progress as the game as it progresses. Like as it leads up to DLC, you can see them building it one piece at a time. Yeah. And a year later, when they finally release the DLC, it's finally finished. So you got all this hoopla, and maybe do live events of quests around building the Mage College as it, it as it gets closer to the actual opening of the college which releases a new expansion that kind of thing in a in an mmo is why you play a monthly pay a monthly subscription people want to see that kind of an immersive environment in an mmo Oh, especially especially when you've got the kind of lore that the elder scrolls has with it i mean uh yeah yeah absolutely i was thinking just the same thing of arwen yeah uh, constellations will be in the game a la Mundus Stones, which work like Guardian Stones and also give the answer to things like block puzzles where you step on the blocks in a certain order. I I, am, I really don't have anything to think of, say about this right now, guys. This is on you. Yeah, can I can I take this one real quick? Yeah, go ahead, Dave. Yeah, Go ahead. We were kind of talking about this earlier. I'd just like to point out to the developers who put this out there this was pieced together possibly the single most stupid way you could say this. Um, right now, as a Skyrim player, constellations equates to skill trees. Mm-hmm. To say constellations will be in the game as the same thing as guardian stones is the single most backward statement you could possibly say. That means nothing to me. That doesn't make sense at all. So I have absolutely yeah. no idea what they're trying to get across. It's a very confusing statement, and it invokes the present idea of what constellations are as skill trees in Skyrim. 
See, I think if what they go to the original traditional MMO skill tree, I'm going to go nuts. See, that, that's what I think they're doing, though. I think that what they're doing is they're trying to step away from that typical MMO skill tree that, that they've been doing, or at least, you know, it, it assumes that that's what they're doing. But, you know, they're 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 making it too complicated. They're they're getting away from the main, you know, they're they're putting too much effort into trying to make it different when it's not just becoming different, it's becoming confusing. And and that's going to turn off a lot of players as it's already done with Dave over there. <laughs> I'm so confused. I, I I'm just going to have to wait to see it before I can even make a decision as to whether or not I can even like the skill trees. Right. Well, I can't wait to see what they come up with. I really can't. Cuz there's other things if you if you listen carefully to what we're going to say in the in the near future here. That kind of hint at what they're trying to do with it. It's a very mild hint. And that's going to be one of the big things people are going to be like chomping at the bit to get the information on. And, and I'm feeling we might see a lot of this stuff come out more at E3. Uh, yeah. This year's E3 and next year's E3, we're going to get big bursts of information. And we might even see a very early playable demo coming up in E3. You know, Ooh, that would that would be that would be iffy to see to see playable demo like that that this soon. When... 5 years in development? Yeah. Very possible. Well, if very I possible. if I had to say what <clears throat> this is telling me is that there is no skill trees, but that you level up and you gain skills, you gain the ability to do things in the game by choosing hope. a sign and then following that path. You know what, Dave? I would be all for that. Yeah. I, that actually I sounds too. amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And if that's what's going on, if there isn't skill points, if they found a way to perfect an MMO where it is just by playing your character, I'm all for that. Well, look, I at, think that's awesome. Look at Fallout, Fallout New Vegas, and uh, Fallout Three, where you know you level up your character based on traits that you pick for that character. This to me sounds like it's very similar type of style. Yeah, I think yeah. I think especially with Bethesda uh, and Zenimax working on this together, they've never really had that conventional leveling style that you see in in other MMOs and what have you. Which so, is so popular. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and and it's become to that to that point where it's just being rehashed over and over again, and everyone is tired of it. To see Bethesda and coming out with that new leveling system, if if it, Dave, if that's exactly what they're coming out with, if oh, you know, this is what they're hanging at. Absolutely. Yeah. I am right on board with that. That would be awesome if, to see. I would love to see that. No skill points. You yeah. level up based on what type of weapons you use and what type of star sign you pick. Yeah, that would be absolutely. so amazing. Yeah. Like and, you, and, 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 and it would make it simple too for for say. people starting out with MMOs. It would it would make it simple yeah. for for people. They would go, oh, this is what I need. I don't need to be focusing on the magic, cl- you know, the the magic uh, constellations. I need to be focusing on these. And so you, you know, you branch out through that constellation. Well, how awesome it would be, guys! I'm, s- I'm sorry, Rob. Yeah, no, I'm man, sorry. Just yeah, no, no, you're fine. Imagine if, like, say, for instance, you 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 go through a, a mage type stone, okay, and you're building on that. But later on, like level twenty-five, you get an option to pick a second stone. Oh, 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 Imagine oh, what can happen from that. That would be so cool. <laughs> Battle mage. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, what, if if this is what we're ex- expecting from this, this could be amazing. This that could be what we want be, from oh, this yeah. MMO. Oh, that's exactly beautiful. It. I mean, but that's, this that's could easily can. go sour. Oh, I- <laughs> It could. Yeah. Anything I'm, can easily go south. Anything. As, as far as, you know, I keep forgetting that this game has been in development for such a long period of time, you know, but 
but you're right. You know, they're 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 just now starting to release this information. It's kind of just leaking into everything, and it, and it's hard to conceive that this game has been going on now for five years. It's hard. You gotta imagine, Rob. You gotta admit, this is so much fun to speculate. Absolutely, <laughs> it, it's great. It's great to sit here and speculate on um, what we want because it kind of helps us as gamers to know that you know this is what we want out of an MMO. We don't want the same hash that's been given to us over and over and over again. We're tired of it. We want something new, and for us to sit there and see, you know, see mm-hmm. those those, for instance, the hot bars. Nobody wants to see the hot bars. Basically, it, it, we don't want that same style. We want something new, and we, you know, we hope and beg that Bethesda listens to us and brings us something new that we've never seen before. You know, from what I, I keep reading this and it's over and over my head, and the more I read it, the more it makes sense about what we're talking about. Yeah, it, it kind of just clicked the that we were when we were reading it through. But I'm really I want to see it done through. Like you don't have to need, have a skill tree. That would be so cool. That would be great. Yeah, would be. I'm cool. loving this. Yeah. All right, the next thing that oh, everyone in the chat room was saying they just all nerdgasm. <laughs> <laughs> Rob, welcome to your first group nerdgasm on the network. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> we were the greatest. <laughs> just saying, guys, it got a little messy. Just saying. <laughs> wow. There. Okay, to segue off of this, um, there will be mounts, but no flying mounts. And all you right. know what? I'm okay with this. No, no. no because in my no. opinion. Flying mounts ruin an MMO because it takes away the adventure. Joe, you're wrong. I am right. No, you're Will wrong. You, okay, First off, look on the prospect no, of World of Warcraft. I want to fly me on a dragon. I want a dragon to fly. <laughs> oh, but that goes back to a lower point. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn, I love you. <laughs> I want a dragon. It's okay, Dave. It's okay. Take your pinky. What about no player housing? What do you guys feel about that? Yeah, because we've never um, seen this done before, like in Star Wars or even in Final Fantasy XI. Come on. It's one of those things that that players can – it's an optional thing. Players can enjoy this. Players can you know, opt in not to use it. I think to say that it's not going to be their period. You That's know, that, stupid that, to just cut it out entirely. I agree. I agree. It's it's stupid to completely cut it out and not even think about it and go back on it possibly. But look at Aeon. One Aeon, thing that they forget – I am so sorry, Rob. I no, dude, you're, you're fine. Go for it. <laughs> um, one thing they forget is is, is like the, the term of Final Fantasy XI is that the location of the, of the player housing was in the same place for everybody, but it was each instance to each person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to have a whole bunch of houses and millions of them spread all the place. They can have these different places that you can buy, but multiple people could own it like an apartment, you know? They go in it. It's their instance. It's, think about it's it tied like, into their character. Think about it like the champions, right? And, and Easy Sky to code. Yeah, how they have mm-hmm. this, how they have that, you know, upside down boat, right? So think about like having a type of house like that for your entire guild, right? It's a guild house. We, we've, this concept is not new. We've seen it before. It's it's been in games, but to have that in Skyrim, there there, and if you look on all, all the notes, guilds have not been touched at all. Nothing has been mentioned whatsoever about guilds, of, of formations of, of guilds, nothing, nothing. That's what kind of gives me, you know, a little pause in, in reviewing some of this information. Because you know something like that has got to be in this game. Yeah, absolutely. It better be. There oh, needs I'm to sh- be that kind of community interaction. I'm sure it that's will what be. WoW is missing. For real, if you could say that there's one thing that WoW is missing, it's some way to have player housing. That's the only yeah, thing. Yeah, community really. housing. 
that's, you know that's what? Really... I don't even care if it's not player housing. If they had some way of like guild housing, I agree. Yeah, I, and I'm the yeah. faction. Yeah, I, I could care less if it's player housing. You know, player housing is a nice optional thing to have. Just like you know how you're mentioning with Final Fantasy, how it's how, how it's uh, instanced like that. But to have guild housing, I think that's a big thing because that could help tie in guilds together more so than just having a virtual desktop in front of you showing that you and these certain people are in this guild. That means oh, nothing. To me. That means nothing. Like, to me. When when also I also imagine your raid team this box. Imagine your raid team going out, taking on this, this epic, epic monster. You finally down him. You get this trophy from him. <laughs> the raid master yes. puts it up on the wall like a mantle. Yes. That's the pride of the guild. That'd be so yeah. amazing. Like having the dude's head up on the wall. It's such a minor thing, but it could be such a huge thing at the same time. Thing, yeah, man, it is like it's trophies, it's achievements, it's knowing that you took down this awesome boss and the other guild across the street didn't. It's it's that 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 thing of just going, yeah, we took this guy on, and being able to sit there and look at him over the fireplace and going, yeah, and giving him the middle finger every time you see him, enjoying your honey brew meat, just sit that's, back and that's what I'm talking. Right. That's one of the <laughs> things I love about about Lotro is uh, the guild housing and the, the trophies you have. I I just walked up to our guild hall the other day in the game, and we have the trophy you get when you beat the the, the dragon that's in one of the end game raids, and we're the only guild house in the neighborhood that has that trophy. And it's just awesome to be able to say, yeah, you know, look at this, yeah, we it, beat him. Well, what yeah, up? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> what it, up now? Brat- you know, it totally is. It's bra- That's <clears> the only reason why you have trophies or achievements is for those bragging rights. Look at WoW. WoW has this this box, this virtual box showing that you and these certain people are in this guild. That's it. That's all it has going for it. That is the only mm-hmm. thing that that's showing this communion and of players. And a little name above your a little name above your name. Yeah, that, below like, your name that, that says I'm with these guys. Big whoop, right? But think about <clears> having. <throat> yeah. But think about having your own guild house. Think about having that slain dragon head hanging off, the, you know, the front of your of the the guild house. I mean, I'm just saying. I completely dragon. agree. Yeah, I completely I mean, agree, Rob. That I would show off my slain dragon head to everybody who walked past. People in the chat room were like, "We need this. This has to happen." <laughs> I mean, it 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 just it makes sense because. You know we're we're tired of these virtual boxes. We're tired of not having any real meaning to a guild. You know, and and they bring up so much drama too as well. I mean, I can't tell you how many times that I've heard of people just quitting games because of the drama from what's been created when they're in a guild. Right? I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's it's endless. And you think about games like you know Eve Online. You know, right? You think of games like like Aeon. You think of games like WoW. You think of games like the new Skyrim that's coming out. They have to have this communion of players. There's yeah. no question about it. That's the reason why it's an MMO. They have to have players interacting with each other, but each one is different. Each one is different in the way that they allow the players to interact with one another. And for for Skyrim to set, or not Skyrim, but for Elder Scrolls to set themselves apart by giving them this, you know, guild housing, by giving them these trophies. Not not just trophies showing that you did this, but that your entire guild and a group of people did this. That would be a huge thing to interject into a game. A oh, huge, absolutely, thing. and and Alrighty. totally, totally necessary. <laughs> Highly, All I right, think sorry, we're guys, yeah. I think everyone in the, in the in the chat room is also saying, you know, preach it, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, uh, there will be no NPC romances or marriage in the game. You know what? I'm okay, I'm okay with that. With That's that. just kind of here or there. That's yeah. stupid. That is so stupid. 
I need yeah, somebody to Dave. make me Barf. my soup when I get home after killing a dragon. Shoot <laughs> the Chewbacca noise, please. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying that I need somebody to make me my soup while I'm out killing dragons. So, <laughs> all right. Um, next thing on the list is features most of Tamriel, including Skyrim, Morrowind, Somerset Isle, and elsewhere. Awesome. Yeah, that's like awesome. that's a big duh. Awesome. Uh, that, that's mean, a big chunk of land. Great. If, that's Skyrim times four. Yeah. That if is, that, but if that's not I, there, it'd be a huge I, fail. It's got to be there. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Agreed. Yeah. That that that's huge. I'm I'm so happy. This is that the thing. I'm still at odds about. Um, I have a big problem with factions, and mm-hmm. the reason I have a problem with factions, especially when they put them as PvP based factions, is that it splits the entire server. It really is. So you will <laughs> wind up with a lot less people to play with than you would normally without this kind of thing. Now, now, however, like we said before in previous Skyrim Alter Records, if they did it, these were you could group up with other people from other factions and do and things. And they have said, that there's a little tidbit in the Game Informer article where they do mention that. Really? What did they yeah. say? Uh, basically, they say, you know, if one faction's starting to, uh, you know, gain ground over the other, the other two factions could team up and take out the, the leading faction. Oh, that, um, that's just PvP. That, is that though. just that in PvP, or is that... That's just, that's just in the Cyrodiil PvP area. And Cyrodiil See, that's, is, that's, that's still not PvP. helping at all. Yeah, but don't because... forget that the, the PvP area there is also open world. Yes. Mm-hmm. But See, that, that... that still defeats the point of community interaction. I agree, The whole Dave. point is that if we're going to split it in three pieces, you're now, if you want to go on your server, it's going to be one-third the size of what it actually is when you're trying to get a group together. Yeah, but there's... You're There's breaking a, up that economy. You're breaking up that player experience there. You're getting it's breaking everything apart. I totally agree, Dave. To not have that open world Stupid. feel, yeah, I agree. Yeah, completely. I agree mm-hmm. with it. I I <laughs> the uh, I agree with it. I think this this adds this adds life and and RP to to this to this world. You know, you need. The the world is political. I mean, you know, let's face it. You know, uh, we as we as Americans aren't you know friends with everybody in the world. America. You know, no, but we, if you as an American go over to France, you can actually try and communicate with them. But if you're in a separate faction, split off from the other people, if you go over to their town, the most they can do is kill you. Well, and what I'm reading. It- it, it doesn't <clears throat> say that it's split off from the other people. What I'm reading, it just says that during the PvP aspects those three factions would be pitted against each other. But it doesn't say anything about being in, you know, you know it would one make of the sense Skyrim towns. In PvP, in PvE, yeah. it makes sense. The the threats that are out there are threats to everybody, not just one faction. Right. So why wouldn't you team and, up to take down it, this epic boss? Yeah, like, just, you know, Balog dude. Well, <laughs> and, and, and just look at the opening, one of the opening lines in the Game Informer article that, you know, the Imperials are enemies of Everyone, yeah, not, is not there, just one faction. Everyone, so you is, gotta think. And I had that listed here too. Actually, yeah. is there so, information no. saying that you you can't interact with each other? No, no, so, we don't know that for sure yet. No, right. but I'm every saying, other MMO, which is what they said yeah. they're trying to be like, every other MMO that has player faction has them pitted against split. each other and splits them off well, entirely from the hold other on. factions. Hold on, Dave. All right, hold on. Let's 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 pull the reins back just ever so slightly. All right. First of all, they did not say that they're trying to be like every other MMO. They said in the way the game feels, 
they want to lean more towards a generalized MMO slash WoW feeling. But that's not all-encompassing. And I think that the one item that Joe Joseph pointed out regarding the... What was that? The, the Imperials are the, em, yep. the enemy of everybody? Yes. I, I find that as a, as a huge wellspring of hope in that we, know, we are going to be able to interact with each other. Yeah, I, I do have that hope. Um, the three the three factions that they're putting out is the Ebonheart Pact, which is the Nords, the Dunmer, and the Argonians. And for some reason, I space on the Dunmer. That's the... Uh, the Dark Elves. Yeah. Okay, Dark Elves, right. The Drow. The, the, the Drow are, up, are, are with the Nords, and in Skyrim, they hate each other. That's funny. The who? The well, Nords? they're also, if you look at the geography, they're they're close to each other. So mm-hmm. they've... They put aside their differences, as they say, to uh, you know fight against the other threats. Or maybe the Al-Miri... difference hasn't been created yet. True, that's well, true. I mean, I, I was just really okay. curious about what what could what, what could have played in that story in the time frame. Um, the Almiri Dominion is the Altmer, the Bosmer, and the Khajiit. Watch your mouth. Those guys are <laughs> potty mouths. A whole lot of them. All three cuss words. What the heck? <laughs> We, That's just full of Khajiit. We poop in the sun. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> you poop in the sun too? I poop in the sun too. Did they poop, poop in the sand you a poop thousand in the rock. years ago? That's the question. I poop in the sand too. <laughs> I poop on the papyrus. <laughs> oh no, not the other scrolls. Stop that. <laughs> Wrong and I poop in front of Nord's, Nord beds for laugh. The last one is the Daggerfall Covenant. Which is the Bretons, the Bretons, the Redguard, and the Orcs. Let's be serious. Those are going to be the BAs. Oh, a- amen. Yes. Yeah, well, except for the Bretons, they favored. just kind of pew-pew stuff. With their we already so, know who the favorite faction's going to be. Well, the thing so, is, is that no, they no, kind of I really think it's going to be Ebonheart because of the Norths. Differently. Like, the Orcs and the Redguards mm-hmm. are like the powerhouses, right? Where you have the Dunmer and the Argonians, which are kind of the spell people. I got to well, admit, when I first saw this list, I was like, oh, I'm Daggerfall. If you look very closely at them, they've also split them up geographically as well. Um, They did. The Dunmer, the Argonians, and the Nords all hail from like the northeastish area of of Tamriel, whereas the uh, the Orcs, Redguards, and Bretons all hail from the northwest, and the the other ones, you know, all hail from the, the southwest. So it does make a little bit of sense on how they've split them up as well. It's yeah. interesting too, as well, to see because this is going to be the first time that we actually see a faction that you know that won't have that kind of playstyle, and 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 this could play on you know, and I'm choosing my words very carefully here, but the way that Skyrim is built right now, no matter which race you choose, you're going to have an advantage of choosing a certain race, but you can still ch- choose to play whatever style you want. So if they're going to interject. You know, if they're going to inject that type of Skyrim playstyle into the game like this with those kinds of factions, that would be great. I would love. I to was see that. just going to point that out. That looking looking at how they've they've put these races together in their factions, it doesn't necessarily mean that just because you choose an orc, you have to be melee, and that's yeah. all you'll be good at. Because I mean, yeah. look at look at the Ald- Ald- Dominion. You've got the Altmer, the Bosmer, and the Khajiit. Not a single one of those races. Is is really like adept? It's like the assassins, right there. Yeah, right. exactly. But you yeah. can't tell me that that you're you have to if you're going to go for the the dominion that you have to be you know uh, a sneaky you know assassin type of character and that there's no there's no magic allowed here or or there's there's no you know um, 
you know, be a warrior allowed here. Like, you can't tell me that out of those three factions, not one of those guys is going to be a good warrior. And that you have to go Nord or Orc and Redguard. And then at the at the same time, like, you can't tell me that just because you're in the Daggerfall Covenant means that, you know, you have to be melee. I don't think they would honestly well, do don't. that. If they if they chose to do something like that, if they chose to to split these off to where if you chose to be Nords, Dunmar, or Argonians and had to be magic or, or went to the um, the Altmer, the Bossmer, or the Khajiit and had to be a, a thief, mm-hmm. if, you, if, you, if you were constrained to that, it would be a game of rock, paper, scissors, and it would be a mess. It would be, be game-breaking right. is what yeah, it was. Exactly, you've got, exactly. You've got two-thirds of your... You would have two-thirds of your most damaging melee races on on one one on one faction and then the other ones get one and then for, another one gets nothing for them not to do the same very type of style that they did with skyrim uh, like you said it would be completely unbalanced for them not to do something like that for them all not right guys to yeah all awesome points and i really wish we could go further into it but we got a lot to go over yeah so. we still yeah. yeah let's go i'm gonna it. read these next few points so don't talk about it until i'm done here okay <laughs> recreating the well, freedom Elder Scrolls players <laughs> expect within the World of Warcraft style mechanics I'm gonna now kick Rob from the call um, <laughs> recreating the freedom Elder Scrolls players expect within the World of Warcraft style mechanics Cinemax Online is using this using for this MMO would be impossible without changing the way the players interact with the world as such the game uses a hubless design. For example, you don't necessarily pick up a quest to do the following. But, if you kill all the necromancers in an undead borrow, a shade you free at the end will reward you. Not all quests will have NPCs that indicate where they are. I like this. Yeah, I like this too as well. It's, it's, it's active questing. It's sitting there doing a quest. It's just like Skyrim. You're walking along, you're doing a quest, a main quest that you've been working on, and all of a sudden some dude walks up and goes, help me save my wife, you know, and, and, and you start ending up with this other quest. And it's kind of a curse with done. Skyrim. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one last point before we go on break. and we'll, Before we go on break, we'll talk about this stuff really quick. Um, the game world is very large in relative to Skyrim. You can explore almost anything you can see. I love that. That is a key point right there. I want to sure roll my face in the if I had a dragon to fly on. <laughs> Dave. Dave. I'm just saying, if I could fly on a dragon, I could explore. Get over your dragons. No. I got I got a, something that's going to ruin your day when we get back from break. I'm ready for it. Uh, I like the the hubless design for questing. You know, sometimes it is nice to be walked by the hand. But you know what's funny is that I talked about this on Skyrim's record when we were doing our little. Um, three series you know brainstorm about this is how that that they need to get away from that question mark explanation mark quest theory right the breadcrumbing the breadcrumbing walking your hand what i want to explore i want to experience i want to go through and just murder everything in sight with my with my pet ivarwin and my sidekick dave what's up now and we just (laughs) roll through this area and suddenly like oh crap we just did three quests oh look at this but it spawned a new quest chain for a new story that oh People didn't realize that in the guild. We will. Hey, we're heroes. We we tell them about this, and they go there. They they, they experience it, and that is epicness in an MMO. Well, and that would that would be very very indicative of the Elder Scrolls, you know, franchise where you could just be walking through a town doing a quest, like you know it was mentioned before. But you hear two people having a conversation, and it automatically updates your quest, you know, journal to start mm-hmm. here. 
You don't necessarily mm-hmm. have to go to that. And they haven't done that, you know, throughout the entire Elder Scrolls franchise, whether you go and you see like a floating ring or a, you know, a uh, exclamation point. Um, you do get your quest through other means. So keeping with that style, keeping with a actual hubless style is by far one of the most Elder Scrolls uh, specific things that, that I've seen them do for this game. And one of the main reasons why no matter how World of Warcraft it gets, it will never feel truly World of Warcraft if they keep with this style. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah. And Agreed. I, I, totally I, agree. I get excited when I hear this because it makes me think that they're trying their hardest to keep that, that Elder Scrolls feel. Yes. They definitely and that, have it at their this is This is a very, very promising bit of information right here. Um, very promising, which gets me back. I mean, if you really think about what we're talking about this first half of the show, guys, is that even on the negative things, there are extreme positives that could occur. And I have faith in Zenimax that, that they can bring these things out and make them happen. Now, the last thing that's kind of still a hovering negative is the hot bar. However, in the next half of the show, guys, I promise you, you might change your opinion on this. So we're going to go ahead and take a quick break, and we'll be right back. are back i hope you enjoyed that little brief musical interlude and we're gonna start it off by saying you can't this is one of those descriptive topics that makes me really think that we were on the right path especially when i said that you have maybe had a chance to get two of these stones you can't master every discipline welcome back to the holy trinity yeah yes and no yeah i don't think i don't look at it like that though other players will just because you don't People are going to be like, oh, well, are you DPS, tank, or heals? 
even if that isn't what your character is all about, they're still going to be forcing you to fit into that kind of uh, niche system by not allowing you to go wherever you want. Huh. Well, okay. Um, I, I'd well, also I like to add that you know we we don't have any information at all to to really to really talk about this with. I mean, what 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 are what are what are they telling us here specifically? That you're gonna have to become specialized. But how? Well, how are they saying that though? That you can't master every discipline, so you're gonna right. have to specialize in something. So, so every discipline doesn't mean that you can't master in in at least you know two really awesome ones. You know, or, yeah, but if you're a mage tank, I don't see or, it like yeah, the way exactly. they see it. Yeah, I, I'm, I, I'm seeing it as like you can't be all tank. It's not going to happen. I, like, I think you might get to a point where your level is like okay, well, you have to pick another stone now. You can't be just as discipline anymore. So you mix things up and combine your 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 play style. I, I agree. Um, you know it. and it's normal not to be able to master every discipline you shouldn't be able to be everything you shouldn't be able to be a mage a a tank and and a healer all all at once that'd be all we know for all we know dave could be 100 percent right right but at the same time like i don't think we have enough information to really say that that he you know um that he's right or wrong regarding this whole this whole you know trinity thing yeah it'd be good it'd be good for something for us to go back to when when we get more information, especially when they come out with announcements during E3, hopefully. Well, and and just remember Mm -hmm. as well, they have not released any information about the individual classes, so that still leaves a lot for interpretation. Yeah, sure, you may not be able to master everything, but that doesn't mean your class won't allow you to pick and choose. Okay, well, you specialize in this class, well, these skills are available for you to master. Um, And you can choose between them. Like, Battle Mage, if you want to be a you know a, a dude who can you know shoot you with magic but yet cut you up with a sword you can you can don't, specialize in that or don't you forget. can go a completely different completely different style as well don't forget at the very bottom of these notes we've got a massive massive thing in here that is completely different for any MMO and any video game in general that's why i put it at the end yeah, like yeah. the big bang before we we quit tonight right um that's one. This is another one of those really, really cryptic statements because we don't know exactly what they mean by it. It's very misleading. I think I'm still pissed. Glance at it, <laughs> Dave. That's just you. <laughs> like I said, let's <laughs> it's okay, pal. I'm okay. Well, and this next statement I like: um, hitting the level cap takes at least about or roughly 120 hours. See now that I want to touch on. The previous statement was you can't master every discipline. The next statement is it takes 120 hours with one character to max them out. So why, if it takes that much time, what incentive do I have for making alts? I am sure there will be plenty. As again, we don't know what that incentive is, uh-huh. except for the fact that one of the things they did say is that there's going to be separate leveling areas for each faction or different story arcs. Which is great. That's one thing. Absolutely great. Maybe it, that's one big thing. Maybe it behooves you not to make alts. Just like in Tor, it behooves you to make alts. Maybe the game will be developed in a way where it's it's best to not make alts. Or maybe we don't it, even know what end game is like. We don't know a lot of these major crucial details that's going to really explain this. If yeah. it takes 120 hours to hit end game, that's going to be like very difficult to even start to form an opinion 
about Endgame at all. Now, Dave, we know it's very hard for you to not be opinionated. <laughs> <laughs> but I promise you, it's going to be okay. Let's put it as one of those things, Dave, that we you don't know, fully know yet. Look at it this way. I'm a huge, huge player of the Fantasy Star games. And yeah. in-game in Fantasy Star is around like eight level 80, level 90. Max level is 200. I'd well, love to that's see been this. around for a long, long time. Well, I know, but that's a great strategy. I'd love to see in-game start at like 50, but max level be at like 80. That would be cool. Mm. If gear yeah, wasn't level-based, but your character could still gain levels past what it takes to get to in-game. Yeah, that, I mean, that, that would be... That would definitely... To me, I am definitely not a big fan of Endgame. I don't believe in Endgame because Endgame means that's it. You've hit the end of the game. You can quit now. I don't I, yeah. I don't think that there should be... For me, in, in MMOs when I used to play them religiously, Endgame to me was the beginning of a new game. If it was done right. right. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, but that also could mean beginning of somebody else's game for Bethesda. Like, what? if I hit in-game on my third character with this, now that there's only three factions, does that mean I should start another character or that I should start a different game? Well, we don't know yet. I mean... It, well, that, exactly. That's yeah. that's a that, question that's, I need to ask Bethesda. That statement, you can't match. Nah, I wouldn't ask Bethesda. I'd ask Cinemax. Cinemax. <laughs> <laughs> you can't master every discipline. That is such a vague statement right now that we really there's not a lot to go by on. You know, we can only hope for the best as far as how they're well, going to go about mastering a discipline. I really hope when they say you can't master every discipline, that's like with All right, Dave, Skyrim. thanks to you, we took very two simple statements and turned them into like <laughs> the show. Well, <laughs> I'm, I'm just I really hope that uh, my final statement on this. I really hope that it's kind of like Skyrim, where if you make a character, you can be whatever you want, but you can't master everything. Well, I, yeah, I that's what think my that's hope what is. They're that's what I thought was. Yeah, <laughs> I'm really hoping it's like that. And the next thing is, each faction has their own lovely content, which we just said. Which is yes, thank yes. you. Yeah, Good that's job. A, that yeah. Might be your Kudos. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have no opinion on this. <laughs> Thanks, Dave. <laughs> what do you thank mean you. you don't have an opinion on this? <laughs> There is a do not have an opinion on this. Every oh faction God. has their own leveling content. Do you have any idea what that means? That means that every time you decide to roll a character in a new faction, you all right. You want me to have an opinion on this? Or this is this is Dave's opinion. opinion. Okay, so I might have three alts. Neat. <laughs> I think it's important to have that beginning. <laughs> leveling content especially for a character because it helps not you know and that's a big part of of elder scrolls is immersing yourself in this character immersing yourself in the story in this world and and for them not to have that starting of each level having that content that's specifically custom tailored to you it it disconnects you from that story and you could care less about what's going on around you and there they said that there's going to be no you cannot be a werewolf or vampire. They're going to be in the game, but you cannot become them. Well, see now, there's a lot of players who play just to be a vampire or a werewolf. Yeah, That's going to make yes. people mad. Now, I think uh, me and Joseph were looking earlier, and we found a statement saying that there will be werewolves in the game. Yes. Just that you can't yes. be them. That's what I just said, didn't I? <laughs> yes. That's exactly what you just said. 
there's going to be werewolf and vampires in the game. They've confirmed that. You just can't become them. That that makes me fine. Angry. I, I I'm, <laughs> see. For me personally, I was indifferent about being them anyway. I avoided to become a vampire or werewolf for the longest time. Skyrim. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's like a little, do, it's just... little side thing. They cause an annoyance. To be honest. Yeah, like I remember being a vampire as a Khajiit, and well, uh, you're just doing it wrong. Then it was <laughs> <laughs> like, like all it did was, I mean, like you know, I saw the benefits for sneaking around and all that, but I mean, honestly, like it it added and added an element to the game that that was yeah, you know, it was fun, but it was I thought it was for me more enjoyable to just not have those restrictions on my character. I'm going to be completely mm-hmm. opposite. One of the, my one of my first experiences playing Elder Scrolls, um, like really religiously, I guess you'd say, was when Oblivion launched. And uh, the first thing I noticed is that I became a vampire real early. And I think one of my favorite experiences playing one of these games was having to figure out the best times for me to be able to go out and not be killed by just sunlight, but still have to try and figure out how to cure myself. It really added a whole new element to the game as opposed to just being able to randomly walk out, you know, any at any time and, you know, do whatever. I really had to think about my gameplay and not being able to do that now, it's just it's lost a lot of its <clears throat> gameplay elements, at least from the way I do it. One of the first things I do now whenever I start a new character is I go get vampirism just so I can cure it because I, I love that. I love that <laughs> that. The bonuses it gives you, but I also love the negative stuff it gives you because, again, it just makes you rethink how you play. You, sir, are an unusual one. All right, I'm uh, very next statement. <laughs> I just, I would just like to say that I'm totally excited that that Joe Joseph Bradford is here today, and I, I love him. Uh, yeah, I, I, I like having the fresh views. We don't usually have that. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Yay! Oh, accepted. Totally, <laughs> and, and, and loved. One of us. One of us. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> now, now the bro love has gone around. Um, bro love. Dave, this is the one thing that's going to crush your dreams and hopes and, and what's that? everything. Ah, uh, Dave, mute your mic. <laughs> <laughs> there most likely will not be dragons. What? How do they have a dragon what in the logo? Then? So how am I supposed to fly on a dragon if there aren't any? Oh god! <laughs> I told you to mute your mic or mute your mic. <laughs> well, I'd like you to mute your mic too, but <laughs> so, no, this makes sense. This has yeah, to be in the dragons. Dragons. It has to be. Uh, we, we've talked about this before. Dragons. What the crap? Why are they even in the game, anyways? There, there's real no. Uh, you know, they have all these dangers going around. They, you know, they have these huge, compelling storylines, but then they have dragons. And I, and I know that dragons are cool. Dragons, dragons are, are cool. cool well, dragons are cool, man. You gotta admit, the first time you fought a dragon in Skyrim, you were like, "Holy crap, this is amazing!" Intense. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, that, that's one of the biggest compelling times during the game is when you first fight a dragon. But they really don't have much story. How much more compelling would it be to fight a Daedra? You know, I mean, well, that. Would oh yeah. Let me let me take this a step further and and tell you, they're not supposed to be there. Exactly. Yeah. Right. If you but pay the attention, would not support it. Right. You know, go ahead, Joe. Bring that one home. Bring that home, Joe. I was just going to say, the lore wouldn't support it. At, at the time period when this game is set, the dragons have been defeated and the Elder Scrolls haven't prophesied when they would you know, be coming back. Skyrim hasn't exactly. taken place, so obviously there wouldn't be dragons. But the events that you, if you've done the Dovahkiin quest chain, not the main quest chain, Dovahkiin. the Dovahkiin, Dovahkiin quest chain, you find out you, what happens to, to the dragons. See, he just gained my full respect right oh, now. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> 
but you, you have to look at it from the, the, the established lore from the game. Yeah. It doesn't make Which, sense for them to be there. Yes, they're in, they're in very, Legends, very so obviously true. there would be, you know, images of dragons around because they're in the history of, of, of Tamriel, but they wouldn't be there physically. But wouldn't it be possible that a Daedra could bring you to a separate plane? Totally, totally possible. They have where there is these dragons yeah. still about that you just have to say, yes. just, just to make you sad, Dave, I'm going to say no. <laughs> okay, well, you suck. I'm just saying that. No, I, I, I do agree that this is not the time period where dragons should be about, and I would be kind of upset to see that if they did include them. I, I They should not yeah. be in this They one. shouldn't. Let's put it this way. They shouldn't be in the world in mass as a normal occurrence. Now. I do. Exactly. Putting Putting that aside, if they were to figure out some kind of encounter, a dungeon, or some sort of expansion... Or even, or even, you know, uh, an area of the game that plays like a, a a different continent, but is really like a different plane of existence, or even a different time period. Because let's face it, all right, with with Skyrim, we now found out that that uh, time travel is is observable, not necessarily possible. Well, I, you know, it is possible. It is <laughs> possible. Well. Each of them, each yes. of the games have a way for you to travel Guys, different planes. Or different we have planes. A, uh, a Skyrim lore nerd in the chat room, Genesis 26. Okay, just picture this. Uh-huh. Well, in this MMO would be about <laughs> 2 era 533. Dragons were wiped out in the first era. Oh, don't make fun of them. <laughs> no, I think it's awesome. I think he did awesome. He brought that up That's spot awesome on. Genesis. Did, it's, yeah, nice. All power <laughs> is awesome. Good job, Genesis. Good job. Because he's one hundred percent right. He's one hundred percent right, and that's right on. <laughs> I had to, I had to get to torment them a little bit. That was so, just fun. Let me get this straight: the the time period that this is set is like after Alduin is sent forward in time, right? Yep. Right. Then there are st- at least I I know off the top of my head two dragons that survived after ah, Alduin was killed that were actively in Skyrim. In Parthenox. fact, one of them is in the mage quest line. Right, but what what they're trying to say right now is they're trying to they're throwing they're throwing this thing out there that's saying that there most likely won't be dragons. Okay, so basically, don't 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 go roaming around this area thinking you're going to get yourself into into a dragon encounter because they're not out in mass or in full force at this particular era in the game. Now, that being said, there's always the one or two exceptions to the rule and possibly the encounter where you could be thrown back in time or you, you go into a dungeon and, you know, um, there is that, that one, you know, uh, necromancer who raised up a dragon. And like, they can always right. do something like that. But the fact well, plus, is, is there also has to be my dragon mount for me to fly around. on. <laughs> Dovahkiin, Dovahkiin. <laughs> <laughs> The next statement that they brought up was um, not all provinces are included in their entirety. Zenimax Online is keeping large areas inaccessible to save them for us for expansion content. Nonetheless, every major area is represented is represented in some extent. As example, Windhelm is, is fully implemented, but Winterhold and the Mages College will not be at launch. They have hinted that they are due planning to have that in expansion, which we brought up earlier in the show. That's right. so cool. All power tools. Yeah, that would be awesome to see. I mean, that would be even more compelling to see, you know, as we mentioned in the beginning of the show, the Maids College being built. Actually watching that being built, watching it get launched. I mean, to know that you were part of that history 
and you can go back into Skyrim and be like, wow, I watched this thing get built. Like, that, that'd be super intense. Oh, yeah, totally awesome. Um, <clears throat> the Imperials are an enemy to all three factions, which we brought up before, mm-hmm. led by the noble Tharn family and the King of Worms, Man and Marco, and are hatching a plot to take over all of Tamriel. So what I'm getting kind of on this is like another multi-plot game, a lot like Skyrim is, where it's not just one major story arc, but several. See, now, That's... I disagree, because Imperials are the good guys. <laughs> yeah, well, yes. Well, maybe in Skyrim a thousand years ago. I mean, come on, the King of Worms. <laughs> I know. that. That's King of Worms. Not worms like dragons, but worms like millworms. Uh, the game features three faction PvP. I'm going to get to these PvP points really quick, guys, and we'll talk about it at the end. Uh, the game features three faction PvP where you fight to take over keeps and use trebuchets and other siege weapons to help do it. At the high end, you can have up to 100 versus 100 battles. There are also farms and mines you can take, can try to take over. Lots of this happens in uh, Cyrodiil. 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 Thank you. Well, your goal is to take over and hold Imperial City and get faction-wide bonuses for it. If you have played Dark Age of Camelot, this probably sounds very familiar. For those who haven't, essentially the entire zone is a giant PvP area with all sorts of points of interest. Now, <clears throat> the most accomplished PvP player on your faction becomes Emperor whenever you take over the capital. The game will have raids, heroic modes, forced dungeons as endgame content, in addition to faction PvP. For those who are interested in esports, they are going to have balanced PvP, which I could take to mean along the lines of arenas or laddered PvP matches. I hope there's an arena in here. Mono y mono, just like in um, That would be cool. In Oblivion, where you ran inside the the uh the arena over there and it was, you know, you versus another guy. I want to do that with another player. That would be mm-hmm. an amazing well, and you've gotta think the Imperial City is in there and the arena is located in the Imperial City. Yeah. So maybe it's there and the faction that currently controls the the uh, PV the, the Imperial City has free reign over the uh, over the arena, and the guild makes profit off of the matches bet in the arena. Lots of different things you could you could think of there. There's this this could expand end game in a single player experience. In well, in yeah, like um, Joe, what was the name of that area from WoW? The one that that you had to fight in during the the Wrath of the Lich King. Oh um, oh yeah. That center zone. Yeah. This is going to be like that, but about 50 times bigger. Yeah. No, not the Argent so, Coliseum, the, the one that... Uh, yeah, the, the zone that was based for PvP where you take over the keep with siege weapons, things like that. Yeah, that one. It, was, it had a very generic feel, but this is going to be more of a in-depth feel to it. So when I, think of, <clears throat> when I think of this, when it mentions at high end, you can have 100 versus 100 battles. You, that you have would be trebu- well, You have trebuchets and keeps... My first immediate thought when I thought of this, Lord of the Rings, Return of the King. <laughs> oh uh, that's my immediately God, my yeah. first thing that I thought of was this. You know, oh, don't get me started. Oh, I'm one of those guys <laughs> who thinks of PvP. I'm, I'm one of those guys that thinks of PvP as kind of like a negative thing in MMOs, but this yeah, actually piques my interest. Oh, and see, I, I, I agree. I, I this agree. is something that would actually make me want to play PvP. Yeah, I if agree. they put this and then arenas, oh my gosh, it's I would like, be a PvPer. It's what, like that's the world come to. Yeah, I, I mean, it's, this takes everything to a whole different level because it's, you know, PvP today 
in any other MMO that we have available at us now, at this point, it's pointless. There is no reason to go into PvP. There's no, there's, there's no, I should say, story to PvP. I want to be an emperor. Exactly. You want to be an <laughs> emperor. You want to take over these trebuchets. You want to use a trebuchet. You want to use these siege weapons. You want to battle against 100 versus 100. You want these huge, massive fights, and you want it for a reason. And to give PvP a story, to to sit there and, and have, you know, uh, have one faction take over another faction in this huge, giant battle and take over an entire area, and then them have to fight over. I mean. There is that one thing I forgot to, to bring in the nose guys, is that once you take over Cyrodiil, there are things that only your faction will be able to do based around Cyrodiil. Dungeons, well, raids. the same way that it was with uh, yeah. the one out in uh, World of Warcraft. Same same way. They had like a big raid that you could only you get, do when you owned it. You get, you get bonuses from being that. Merchants, things like that, that you would not normally have. It's like a whole new city in the game. Um, the one in WoW was just this little keep, you know, it really wasn't much, and you got a little instance area where you fight one boss or two bosses. You know, it wasn't that much of a deal. Yeah. This is an entire city, an entire zone. That That's exactly that, why I immediately thought of Return of the King, because mm-hmm. you think of the, the different levels of Minas Tirith, you know? You you have, you know, those those points of interest. You gotta get to this gate to get to this gate to where you Seven can take over the entire city. <laughs> exactly, Each game right? Face a different direction. <laughs> <laughs> the day may come when we forsake our friends and break all bonds of fellowship. But that is not this day. <laughs> yep, we're a bunch of nerds here. This day we fight! <laughs> now, to be honest, that Uh-oh. speech was. Uh, never mind. Yeah. I won't go into it. Yeah, you go into it. Yeah, yeah, let's not. You shall it. not pass. <laughs> All right, that's great. the right place, ain't it? So yeah, esports is becoming a big thing. Um, if they do successfully do an esport with this as a separate entity on this game, yeah, I can see it becoming a very very popular thing and something that I think would be really cool. Um, my biggest concern with this, okay, not to put too much of a negative spell on this, is that I do not want a balancing issue based off of PvP. Well, you better throw that right out the window because it's going to happen. That's my only fear. And it's going to happen. However, Ivarwin, it may not. If they do the skills the way we said they might do them, it throws balancing out the window. Yeah, it does because there would be there would be an unlimited number of combinations that you could combine for skills, for fighting, for the way that you fight, and to have that type of there there could not possibly any type be type. Yeah, let me rephrase. There could not be any possible way of of trying to balance that out against something that you know, <laughs> yeah, I'm could. losing my train of thought. Yeah, they but, they, they yeah. definitely could. They could they could say that you know skill X is too powerful in PvP, um, and therefore we're going to reduce the you know the output of that particular skill or the cooldown on that particular skill, or increase the cooldown oh, on that that's particular it. skill, and therefore you know, negatively impact PvE as a result of all that. Joe, and I found it. It's Wintergrasp. Every, yeah, Wintergrasp. Every, every, every game, every game does that. Even, and, and I was really let down when Tor did it, because they said they wouldn't do it. And they went ahead and yeah. were doing it constantly now. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. And even you know, though... Go ahead. I'm sorry, Joe. Go ahead. I think we're. I think you guys are. I think 
this is exactly how this is going to play out, is that they're going to find a way to get rid of balancing. It's not going to be, because it's going to become a mute point. Um, I'm predicting this, and I have a feeling, because one thing that Dark Age of Camelot did was PvP very well. Yeah, that was one thing that was really noted for, was PvP. So I have confidence in this, in the fact that they can keep it without having to worry about balancing. If they do the skill tree, that's not a skill tree. They get away from that traditional, conventional MMO skill system, where's the balance? I don't know. In that way, ZeniMax Studios Online needs to sell me. If this was Bethesda, I would say you're right, because I have every, every, every confidence that Bethesda would at least build this in, in an appropriate manner. But, I mean, this is a totally different team. You know, they, they still have to sell me a little bit. I'm going to be looking over the next year for that. And I, I want to be sold. I want, them, I want them to convince me. But in this just, regard... Just remember that ZeniMax Online and Bethesda are owned by the same parent company. Yeah. So you've mm-hmm. got to think that they're going to be working pretty closely, especially when it comes to things like this. Bethesda already said they're not, you know, they're, they're not the one making the game, but they are assisting. And they are right. partnering. Because if you look at the, the, um, the little video they put out today... Whose names are on that title? Bethesda and ZeniMax. Exactly. Yeah. All, All right. I have to All say right. is don't look at Lord of the Rings Online PvP. Please. Just don't do it. <laughs> they did. Please. Okay. We are going very, very, very long on this, guys. We have a few more points to make. Let's try to keep it a little bit less yeah. on discussion. Yep. We're going to try to get through these pretty quickly here. And I know that some of these are very, very key points, especially at the end. So if we spend a little more time on the end thing, I'm cool with that. Cool. All right. So... Where am I at? Where am I at? Where am I at? Right public here. Okay. Dungeons. The game will also have high-end public dungeons. Public dungeons are essentially instances that aren't actually instanced. So anyone can be in them. So imagine a World of Warcraft dungeon that featured everyone on the server in the area instead of just your party. Now, before you go AWOL on this, I want you guys to consider that the one thing that um, Warhammer Online did right was their public instanced areas. They were awesome. And they found a way to prevent griefers in a great way. How did they prevent griefers? By they measured your activity and involvement and the time you were in that instance. So there's a roll system. There's a chest at the end. Everybody got a bag of a loot bag that was sent personally to you. Similar to the way it did in Rift, but different. And how that worked is, is if you were there from the beginning of the instance and you fought the entire way through it, depending on how long you were in that instance, the entire way through it, you got to roll multiplayer per time. So people I can see from the that. Start, if people I jumped could, in at the very yeah, end, they get a multiplier of one. People have been there for the entire time, get a modifier of 100. The chances of this person that got in to get the high point is slim to none. Yeah, I could see that. The only problem is I'm thinking of is like with Ultima Online, like you'd have open raids and people would just intentionally mess up other people by hiding in these public dungeons just to mess with people. And I'm that's what I'm so worried about is that not that you know, it's instance, it's boring, it's going to be the same thing over and over again. I'm fine with that. I love stuff like that. I My biggest thing is I don't like people, you know, sticking their peanut butter in my chocolate. I, I, I think it's going to be a good thing. I look forward to see how they implement this. Again, it's one of those things we've got to really see how it plays out and works first before we can really pass judgment on it. Oh, yeah. Um, there are standard instance dungeons as well. Thank you. I'm happy about that. Just back, <laughs> Now, back on topic of the skill bar. Okay, you have a limited number of skills you can use at any given time. You can change them whenever you're out of combat. The number of skills is equal, okay, to paraphrase here, a light and heavy attack, similar to left and right hand, all right, with your current weapon, 
that take up the first two slots. A few more spell-related slots, which is be number two and three on your keyboard, and an ultimate in the last slot, which should be number four on your keyboard. Hello. Is it starting to make a little bit more sense to people here? Yeah. I, I, after, after hearing that, I feel better about the, the hot bar being inside this because, all right, <clears throat> obviously they're making this game built for third-person view. Which there's a lot of there's a lot of positives to that. I know I know this is this is an Elder Scrolls game, and we love our first person view. Okay, but the same token, okay, when you're playing an MMO, you want to see your dude because you're getting cool stuff. You're getting you're getting that brand new gear. You're getting those vanity pets. You're getting that awesome new cloak that you worked really really hard for, and you want to see that displayed on your character. Aside from that. You've also got a whole world around you filled with mobs. You need that situational awareness to see well, what's going on. We've already kind of covered the whole third person thing. This is right. more about the the skill bar. All right, guys. Right. This is how this is working. Okay. Uh-huh. This is the Zenimax's solution to trying to make the same kind of play feel as what they did for the Elder Scrolls games, but allow for latency. All right. So you're going to have cooldowns on your skills because that's what they do to, to compensate for latency in in, in MMOs. As you're on a, you got to think about this that this is not a single player game. Okay, it's not processed the same way. This is very internet reliant. Everyone's going to have a different latency level. So when you're doing these, doing a live action type of feel would be completely off off pace because everyone would be in a different a different um, visual of what's going to happen on the game at different times. It may be a half second. It may be a full second. The thing is, is what this is doing is trying to combine the both to avoid latency issues, but still have that Skyrim and Oblivion feel. What I mean by that is, like, if when you go into your magics, you have a ton of magic abilities, okay, playing Skyrim, you can, and you have different weapons, you can get to, you just pause the game, you switch between them, <clears throat> and you put them in your hotbars, whatever, and you play that way. This is doing the same thing, but just using a bar with a timed cooldown to avoid latency. You know, it really, really sounds like the perfect mesh between Fantasy Star Online. I hate—I know I hate bringing it up so many times, but it really feels like it to where it's you assign whatever you want to whichever button, and it kind of feels like the same thing they're doing with Diablo 3, putting them both together so that you have a whole world of skills and you can assign whichever one you want to whichever skill button. Well, like they mentioned in the, um, in the paragraph, though, it... It's a limited number of skills, right? So you can't just hot bar every single skill that you have, and then you just have to be selective. Button mash, right? Exactly, and you have to use strategy too, which is going to be a very important key factor. There are some really cool things they're talking about in this combat that gets me excited. I, and I, I, I don't know if I put one of the key factors in here. I'm trying to see if I go through this here. There's a point where when you go into a room, it's not going to be your typical MMO to where the fact is. You have, like, this group here, this group over there, this group over there. We'll pull this group just to everything. They don't aggro everything exactly. else. Everything sees you as, like, oh, we have lunch. And <laughs> I'm going to get into what makes this really, really cool in a second. But it's, they're, they're trying to do something different with the mob AI, which gets me excited. Is this not yes. your typical MMO? The, um, the, game inform- the game, I'm sorry to interrupt, the Game Informer article, you know, the the caption for that particular section where they're talking about is smarter bo- monsters equal smarter fights, and yes. it, it's it's this is probably the most exciting thing I see because I, I just hate that standard MMO combat where you walk in a room and you can kind of pick your way through it. Whereas in this, it makes it sound like you're going to have to 
really you know pay attention to what's going on around you um the chat room's talking about sneaking and they're they did say they're going to have sneaking in the game they're just not sure how they're going to implement it yet right um right now though i want to talk about the ultimate this is kind of cool i am a huge chrono trigger fan and this kind of brings back my chrono trigger days it really does yeah now that you mention it yeah <laughs> the ultimate is used once you gain enough finesse which is earned by doing well in combat you also get a bonus loot chest if you're doing solo and max your finesse and you can also build finesse by comboing with other players for example a rogue can put oil on the ground that a mage can set on fire a fighter can also spin in a firestorm a mage puts down, which sends out fireballs. Hello. <laughs> Triangle attack. Awesome. <laughs> this is group combo abilities. This is sexy. Well, yeah. and going back to the, the, the previous thing, this, this lot bar, when you create the group, this will help the strategy, you know, syncing skills on your slot bars to coincide with skills on other players' slot bars. See, that yeah. would be really Ab- cool. Absolutely, uh, that, that's working with the players one hundred and ten percent, and that's yeah. that's absolutely what they ha- they will have to do. Um, one of the things that they said a negative point is you can't combo with the abilities of enemy players. So if an enemy faction player drops an oil slick, you can't set it on fire, which would be hilarious. Oh heck yeah, that's like creating really? a trap. If yeah. somebody puts oil down on the ground and they don't see you coming with a ball of fire. They deserve that. <laughs> set alive. They, deserve, they deserve to be roasted they alive. It. <laughs> okay, the, this is where it gets interesting. Well, hold on. Let me just let me just make one okay. point. The other awesome thing about this is that that encourages multiplayer <clears throat> playing. Oh yeah, because it, it, you, it encourages teamwork to an extreme. Yes, because you know, walking in, I can be great. But I know walking in, I can be awesome if I'm with you know so and so and this other guy. So we're totally yes. tag teaming. Tag I am team. big on this kind of thing. I am big on the PVE group. That's my my biggest moments. Like me and Dave ran a yeah. great team in WoW together for a long time. The tour. And the most up? fun I had was when I got in there with Dave and we got in with our teammates and we just rock things together. We we mesh as a team. We were the the fastest. Um, What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, fastest advancing raid team. Fastest advancing raid team on the guild, which the guild we were in is monstrous with multiple raid teams. From start to finish, we started out with players who never raided before. Went to the very first you know, raids in um, the Lich King. Within a month, we were knocking on Lich King's door with everything yeah. behind us in flames. And just that feeling of epic, awesome teamwork is what this is going to feel like again, but more so. I'm going to love it. It's even more in-depth than what those games are. Like, I'm already trying to plan out how we're going to build our raid team <laughs> with our, our hosts that we have on the network. Like, uh, you know, Varwin, he's going to be throwing butt, oil. We are going to have a uh, off-the-record guild <laughs> in this game. Oh, we, we're definitely going to. Rob, dude, I have Taking plans Taking apps now a year and a half in advance. Yeah, we're already getting plans for you. Rob, you're going to be the cannon fodder. We're going to throw you at the <laughs> enemy. <laughs> <laughs> Me here he is awesome. I'm excited for this I am excited hey you're All not right. it right now Dave what's going on oh, I mean I'm pissed there you go Great. Joe's going to be um, throwing down the oil <laughs> I'm the one burning it. it oh yeah he's the one lighting it you're right I'm going to be one of the stabby stabby throwing oil everywhere um, yeah baby I'm going to sit back with a bow are you kidding 
ping everybody. Um, the combat is based around a stamina bar, which you can use to sprint, block, interrupt, and break incapacitating effects. Every single character will be doing this. This isn't class-based. This isn't... Well, that's... You know, it's good that we're going to have to force players to actually play a game when they're raiding in an MMO for once. I know, right? That, that, blocking? I mean, that's, that's a completely that's, new concept, That's right? awesome. The Everyone's going to have to be actively <laughs> conscious while they're <laughs> Doing playing the damn game, which is the first for MMOs across the board. The one yeah, thing I don't understand is, does this stamina bar replace the mana bar? I doubt it would. No, I wouldn't. Would not think that it would replace the stamina bar because you would still need a stamina bar when you're a mage. You would need your. You would need the mana bar in order to cast the spells. But as it shows there for breaking incapacitating effects, you would think about a mage that's that's um, being attacked by, um, like, let's say a warrior or something that has a special... Or warrior. <laughs> that has a skill that would, um, like, let's say that, uh, you know, makes them incapacitated uh, easier than... Or as a, a skill that specifically designed to break down the stamina of a character faster. And, and a mage is, of course, going to have a, a very low amount of stamina. So um, I, I would think that the stamina bar would still be would still be available for a mage. Mm. Yeah, and it well, sounds like they are going to put it. Yeah, they, they're saying this is for everybody. Gonna, like yeah. the mages are going to their stamina bar for blocking is going to be fed into like a ward mm-hmm. in Skyrim. Mm-hmm. That that mm-hmm. same whole idea. Blocking is the primary focus of these abilities. And you can do things like stopping the secondary effects of, a, of, of attacks, such as Ice Spell f- slowing you down. Stamina also applies to PvP. So stamina management and wearing down your enemy's stamina is vastly important. As your crowd control abilities might be on a long cooldown, and if you use them before the enemy player runs out of stamina, they will probably just block the effect and kick your tush. I improvised the last part. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Cinemax feels that having the stamina bar... Stamina bar will break down the Holy Trinity as stamina Very allows nice. you to do things like tank. However, healing is still a big part of the game. There's also no aggro mechanic in the game. Boom. Which is a part of the reason stamina blocking and healing exists. Thank you, Zenimax. That's it. That is yep. it right there. That, that is the crowning achievement tonight. Yep. That breaks down the Holy Trinity. They are nope. actively looking to break it down by implementing this this stamina requirement. They are saying, however, that healing is a big part of the game, but there is no aggro mechanic. And that's exactly what I said when we did our three-part series yep. on how to build. I said, if you guys if right. you really want to break down the Trinity, you have to make sure that you're not looking at the way your your players are going to play, you have to look at your encounters. If your boss doesn't aggro, you don't need a tank. Well, let's put it this way. I'm calling it right now. We claim this game in the name of Skyrim of TR. <laughs> we built this game. Everyone who's listening to this podcast, you are welcome. <laughs> I wouldn't say that because some people might still be PO. No, about yeah, it. There, there could be some bad parts in it. We don't know yet. We're not claiming it. We do not claim this game until it comes out. If it is awesome, then we claim this game. Some something that that I really take take from this is that Zenimax is directly realizing the problem with all MMOs at the moment. 
that mm-hmm. holy trinity. It has become the fulcrum of all MMOs, and it has been the death of a lot of MMOs. It's become a hindrance, and for them to now you can play realize, the class you want to play. And not feel guilty because you're not this tank that everybody is looking for and needs. And you can't do anything because no one has one. Right, yeah. or feel like no you more have LFG to. tank. Or feel like that you can't make a combination. Feel like that you're stuck with just a specific class. That you, Because you're a tank, you can't use magic. Because you're a thief, you can't be a tank. That, that, to break down that holy trinity, for Zenimax to realize that this is a true problem, and to break it down with no aggro as a mechanic, to sit there and break it down with everything that we've talked about, I mean, that gives a lot of hope. To, to this MMO, to yeah. know that they're directly attacking this problem head on and trying to find a solution to get rid of it. You know, um, I, I couldn't be more excited about this news because I can already see, you know, if Arwen playing his Paladin, Dave playing his Caster, me and my, my Ranger, you know, going in there, Rob playing a Summoner, you know, whatever. And be, even though that in a traditional MMO that wouldn't work, but me and Dave are back there pew-pewing anyway. Why not throw some heals on Ivarwan while he's trying to find things that are coming after us randomly because we look yummier, you know? <laughs> it it just has so much more strategy and involvement. I'm not going to just be able to sit there and pew-pew because that's not what I'm going to be doing. Monsters are going to go look at me and go, hey, look at this, a target. And i got to run. <laughs> yeah, and I'm going to run screaming like a little girl to Ivarwan, please help me. <laughs> <laughs> And I'll be like, it's okay, bro. I got a shield in the maze. I'm totally Dude, honest. I got six people I'm chasing after Dave because he looks yummy too. What the heck? <laughs> I'll just be running around with my hair on fire. So, you know, <laughs> Joseph over there like, guys, hello? hello? <laughs> it's like a huge dragger standing over him. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. This kind of stuff gets me excited and it gives me hope for this MMO. This is the point of the show where we're going to kind of summarize our feelings now that we are at the end of this long list. Um, me going into it today was very, very negative when I first heard the news. I felt very let down by Zenimax. Now, when I put this show together and I was looking at the notes, I kind of got to start getting hope. And as I hear these really smart and, and awesome gentlemen talking about this, this game this, as we see it now, and the different points of view really gave me a lot of hope for this MMO, and I have been renewed in my excitement for it. And I cannot wait to see the next year and a half to see what develops, and I can't wait to get my hands on it. No, I completely agree. I, I agree 100%. After going through this, I feel a lot better about it, just talking it all through. There are a few things that I would change, um, but... Oh, sure. Like, I'm just, I'm happy with the setting. I would prefer to have a flying dragon mount. That's just me. But um, I'm, I'm really happy with it. There's, like like we said before, if they really put the crafting as a total a total experience, and they, you know, give us guild housing and those little minor things, because when I really look at the, the big negative things that people were complaining about was the, the, the hot bar, oh no. When you really break it down and look at it for what they're trying to do with it, it makes sense. Now the graphics, another thing. Oh, it's not Skyrim quality graphics. Let me try. Tell me one thing. If you and about ten thousand of the people are trying to be on the server, trying to run the same graphics like that, the server is going to blow up, and you're not going to have a game anyway. Or you're going to be crawling at three frames a second at minimum graphics with the best graphics card there is. That's not how online games work. So in order for it to be a smooth running game, they're going to have to try to do the best graphics they can while keeping it at a level that the servers and your computers can maintain it smoothly. 
Absolutely. Am I right or am I wrong? No, absolutely. No, totally. Just right. to to not to not have that that type of interaction, to have the game be completely, you know, your frame rates dropping into the teens, that's going to destroy the experience that you're having for the game and take away from what the creators wanted you to have in the first place. They didn't intend for you to sit there and play a game at 12, you know, FPS the entire time while you're doing a certain raid. They wanted you to play it the full experience and for them to to make it the type of graphics that Skyrim is now. Unfortunately, the, a large portion of people don't have the money to go out and go to Doghouse Systems and go get a new computer. They just don't have that type of money. They don't have that those types of resources, and it's sad to say, but it's it's good that the developers understand that. It's good that they understand that not everyone can have a kick-ass system. That they understand that that when they're looking at when they're looking at the the player base as a whole, they understand that they have to appease everyone, and because of that. The high-end gamers are going to lose a little bit, but the low-end gamers will still be part of this interaction, and that's something that that they have to do. They have to in order to. But piece when everything. you look at it, it's not that bad. Yeah, it's not no, the Skyrim not. photogenic, but it's totally not the WoW paper pop-out look either. No, 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 it's not. It's, not it's at all. It, it looks good. It looks really good. Yeah, it's it's not crazy, but it, it looks decent. Well, I I'm... am happy with this show, gentlemen. Um, <laughs> I'm going to give you this, this this last chance to give your final little bit of thoughts without interruption <laughs> before <laughs> we wrap this up. And I'm going to give you the floor to myself first. And the only thing I want to say is, Paul Sage, I'm calling you out. I want you on this show. <laughs> we yes. want an Join exclusive us. interview with you, even if it's just to come on and talk Skyrim with us. We want you on the show. Please do so. And even Matt Fior, will it, will we want you too, buddy? Come on, come on in. At least come We're, on the show to correct us from saying your last name wrong. <laughs> that too, that too, that, that's good too. I'll take that. Um, <laughs> you can email me at skyrimouthrecord@gmail.com. That's fine. We'll get in contact. <laughs> you are one. I know there's a lot of people out there that are they they've read a lot of the news bits that have come out in the last 48 hours, and they feel very negatively about what they're reading. Let me take the time to remind you right now, we still have a year of production left with this game. That being said, there is a lot of information that is out that is concrete. And even though you may not may not like what's being said right now, all of this depends on execution, okay? And what is being said is extremely positive. The fact that they had the wherewithal to say we're going to remain, we're going to remove that Trinity as best as we possibly can and give this a try, is probably the most ambitious and dicey step an MMO can do. To say that they're taking out completely this idea of 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 an aggro table is not easy. So, going forward, just keep in mind that they they have their minds and their hearts in the right place, and their intentions are to push this forward to bring us exactly what we're all hoping it would be, a proper successor on a multiplayer level, massively multiplayer level, of the Elder Scrolls series. I have a lot of faith. I have a lot of hope that this game is going to be the game that we want it to be. And I'm seriously looking forward to it. All right, here goes. Everybody sit down. You ready for this? I think that the whole reason why we've heard over and over again tonight that this is so much like WoW 
is because of the key point that it isn't. This game, <laughs> after going through all these notes, it seems like they're trying to get as far away from WoW as possible. They're just using World of Warcraft-like as a a way to try to pull people in and calm them down from all the amazing changes and innovations that they're trying to bring forward with this game. I really believe it's going to be worth a try. Yeah, I, I agree with Dave completely. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're sitting there bringing them you know, here, come hither, children, listen to me, calm down, it'll be okay, just listen to what we're doing, it's okay. You know, for them to sit down and, and say, we're going to have active questing, to, to you know, and this, th- there's a lot to be said, uh, especially within the coming year, like Avaram was saying as well, you know, if they come out with a new leveling system, if they successfully break down the Holy Trinity, which I might add, has been around since Dungeons and Dragons, Mm. We're talking the 70s yeah. here, people. We're talking a 30 to 40-year-old tradition that's been held in RPGs. This is not something easy to do at all. But if anybody's going to do it, I think Bethesda definitely has the ingenuity to do it. To, you know, and one of the biggest things, too, as well, is Zenimax. Listen to your community. Do not forget your roots. You cannot let go of the people that, that came to you because of the Elder Scrolls, because of the people that came from, from Skyrim. I know that you want to appease all the community. We, we all know that because you're, you're asking us to come and listen to this story that you're about to weave. We understand that, but don't forget that, that this is still Elder Scrolls. We don't want WoW. We're, we're looking for something that's refreshing, and if you're going to bring this game to us, Bring it with a completely new perspective. It was what we're looking for. Um, a new economy that's completely fresh than any other MMO that we've seen. Achievements and trophies that actually have meaning. Uh, PvP that actually has meaning. Uh, I mean, I think I speak for all of us when, when I say that we could all use a really refreshing MMO at this point. Amen, and, brother. As long as it has dragon mounts, I completely agree. <laughs> I told you this. I told way, you. way for Dave to break the solemn moment there. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, uh, Mr. Bradford, the floor is yours. Oh, great. I, I, I guess all I can really say is that I'm looking really forward to this game. Even you know when I was doing all the news news bits for both you know Quest Gaming Network and the one little thing I did for Middle Earth News, I was starting to get kind of bogged down because some of the first quotes I was reading was. World of Warcraft. World of Warcraft. There's a reason why I never played World of Warcraft. The only RPG MMO I've ever actually sat down and played has been Lord of the Rings Online, and it's because of my love for the story and the lore behind that. And I think that's one reason why this may be the MMO that kind of takes me away from that and actually engulfs me into it because of the rich story that they've set up through all of the other games we love. Yeah, if, if, if they can stay true to that, and if they can really convey that in a whole other entity giving us a lot more ground to cover than just one region, but the entire you know, continent of Tamriel is open to us for us to explore, for us to dive in, to craft our own story within the story. Um, it, it'll, it'll draw a lot of players towards that, and I, I guess I just have to keep you know, hoping that they're going to do that, and we'll see. You know, it releases next year. We'll see what, we'll see what comes down the pipe. Exactly. Everyone, just remember, this is a year and a half away. A lot of things can change, and a lot of things will be improving. Um, they're in the final. They're in. They're in the pre-early beta stage of this game right now. A lot of the game is hashed out, and now they're working on a lot of the kinks out. 
and they're going to be prepared to release a lot more information in the next year and a half. Look for E3, guys. Look forward oh, to it. And, and and Paul Sage, if you're at E3, I'm 70% going to be there, so I expect an interview. <laughs> and we expect plenty of articles from you, Mr. Bradford. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um, if you want to um, reach us and you want to find out more about Skyrim Off the Record, you can go to SkyrimOffTheRecord.com. Um, if you want to go to our main portal for the Quest Gaming Network, it is QuestGamingNetwork.com. Skyrim Off the Record's email is SkyrimOffTheRecord at gmail.com. Please email us about your thoughts about all this. Anything you want to say to us, please. Our Twitters. Uh, one more thing goes. Um, I, I don't think this is episode 22.5, guys. This is episode 22.999. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm Sorry. pretty sure that's how I'm going to name it. Um, <laughs> you guys did an awesome job. I thank all of you again for coming on tonight to do this. I uh, really appreciate everything you guys said and your involvement in this project tonight. Thank you. We wouldn't um, have missed it. Thanks for having me. Skyrim Author Records Twitter is at Skyrim. OTR. Uh, mine is at author J.R. Wilson. Evarwin is at Evarwin. E-V-A-R-W-Y-N. Uh, Dave Adams is at D-Enforce. D-I-E-N-F-O-R-C-E. Dave, mute your mic. Dave, mute. Rob, what is your Twitter, sir? It is Bowertech, B-A-U-E-R-T-E-C-H. You think I would remember that. Mr. Bradford, how can they reach you? Uh, you can reach me on Twitter, L-O-T-R-L-O-R-E. I knew that one. I've been yeah. seeing that one for a long time. You see, Mr. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joseph Bradford has been a long-time fan of the show. We have been we talked to him long before he became our official writer. Yay! <laughs> this is true. He pretty much is a member of the QGN staff. <laughs> We oh, haven't made it official awesome. because we don't want to step on any toes of Middle Earth Network. No, no, trust me, they, they'd be more than happy. <laughs> <laughs> that was the whole thing Mark was telling me. He's like, you know, keep cementing the relationship, keep cementing the relationship, let them claim you. Let <laughs> them claim you. <laughs> well, uh, guess what? We are claiming you officially. Sweet. One of us, one of us. One of us, one of us, one of us. Skyrim Off the Record is a Quest Gaming Network production in association with Middle Earth Network. I would just like to say, boost for all you all in a few days. <laughs> Take care, guys. Be safe. Dave, say goodbye. Bye, Dave. See you later, guys. Have a good night. Take care, guys. I'm out of here. Who's all